you are tuned in to the round table right here on PSN Radio. All right, welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes. You're live once again right here on the Roundtable Show on PSN Radio with uh, us as usual. Uh, joining the table tonight is the legendary, the iconic, the Snyder Cut hero for all, the one and only Zod Ryder. What's up, Mr. Ryder? Oh, hey, man, thank you very much, man. I'm glad <laughs> to be here tonight with you guys. And joining me inside, as usual, is the one and only, the graphic master himself, the one who likes the films that I uh, I throw up on, because they're just a little too winch for my senses. The one and only from another universe, my good buddy, my good friend, my good pal, Johnny Alpha. What's going on, brother? That's going pretty good. And man, I don't I don't like most of those films. I think the only one that um, <laughs> I could actually consider, like telling people to watch for entertainment value would probably be Human Centipede 2. All the rest of them, like, yeah, man, go ahead and skip them. It's not like, I watch, I watch them to see for myself, because when, when one of those movies comes out, and I hear it, ooh, it's just so disturbing, and you, you, you there's no way you could watch it. Like, I'm like, I'm going to watch it, and I, I always end up regretting it. I, I never say that I don't, but there are a few that I, I do kind of darkly enjoy, like the Human Centipede ones, because they're, they're supposed to be just funny. Underneath so, is that, so then tell me the truth, Johnny. Is that movie The Hunt that everybody talks about? Is that is that a bad is that really a sick and twisted movie or is that just people bullshitting? It 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 is for um mild people, but like it doesn't go anywhere near like stuff like Lars Van Trier movies or you know what I mean? It's not it, it, it it's it's graphic and disturbing for people who think that Saw are yeah, Saw is like hardcore gore. You know what I mean? When oh, it's, really? That's yeah. all it is. It's like no, 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 no. Like, I'm not comparing it to Saw. No, but I'm, I'm saying s- in terms of gore and stuff, it's all, that's all it is. It's on the level of Saw. So no, no, no. It, it's it's a step above that. It, it's very well done. It's it's really well. But I mean, like for people to to watch it and be like, oh my god, that's the most disturbing thing. Like the only thing that they'd seem to maybe compared to to say that would be like a movie like saw or yeah I'm not, I, I would say it's probably closer to hostile like the okay. hostile uh, like, yeah hostile is host, a little bit more than saw yeah 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 i gotta agree saw, saw i can deal with saw not too bad i mean you know those movies are not as hardcore some of the stuff you've tuned me into over the years and uh uh human centipede yeah that's, that's something that i would throw up on yeah. Immediately, <laughs> but, but it's so, it's so funny, dude. I know, but in a very bad way. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to have the right kind of sense of humor for it. I guess there's no bread in it, man. There's no bread in it. <laughs> yeah, you can't it's, watch it. There's ugh. no bread in it. Uh, show me. Hold show on. It. Deleted. I got. I, I hope I never. Ever have to see that movie again? <laughs> uh, anyway, we have a bunch of news uh, that we're going to get to uh, that uh, is uh, kind of interesting because uh, you know we're still kind of semi lockdown, and uh, there's actually uh, news in the world of entertainment, uh, and uh, we're going to get to some of that in a minute here. And big news uh, coming in uh, probably in a week or two. We're going to have one of my buddies join us in the roundtable, Eric. Shout-outs to him. He's listening tonight. He's going to uh, make his debut and uh, join us for uh, maybe a show or two. Who knows? 
He's been uh, checking out the show for a while, and I've known him for a long time. Actually, it's funny. I've known him since, like, the early 90s when he was, like, a really, like, little young buck. And uh, me and his brother used to be, like, really good buddies, and his brother has passed on since, and we lost contact for a long time. And uh, now he's all grown up, and uh, he's into the uh, geek stuff like us, so uh, he, w- he wanted to, like, really join and kind of, like, you know, join up uh, and be one of the many, many voices we've had here on the table for a long time now that we've been on the air. So, shout-outs to Eric, who's uh, checking out the show tonight. And... Legendary George Rodriguez is also checking out the show tonight, so shout-outs to him. Oh, cool. Right on. Yeah, George what? is crazy, man. Good yeah, guy. That's, that's my dude. I've been talking to him the last few days. Uh, he's hard at work, as usual, you know, doing his uh, production stuff, and uh, we're going to uh, be doing a whole lot of stuff in the next few uh, months. As, uh, you know, the economy gets back going, radio gets back going, we get back going, and uh, we are going to uh, have a good 2021, as this year is pretty much a wash, let's just be honest. But, like I said, there is a bunch of news, and uh, we're going to get right into that, because there's some exciting stuff, and I want to lead right into uh, Zod Ryder here for a second, and ask him, is there any updates he wants to give us on the now-confirmed Snyder Cut? Oh my God! Um, well, I, where where to begin? That's really the question. With the, when it comes to the Snyder Cut, I, I I'm just um, we still you must don't be know. delighted. First of all, you must be well, delighted. Well, yeah, that, well, that, well, that's yeah. We can that goes without saying. I'm absolutely ex- super excited. I feel like a little kid again. That's how happy I've been with all this news and stuff that's been coming out. But we still don't know if the if it's going to be. Uh, shown in chapters on HBO Max the way The Mandalorian is on Disney Plus, or if it's going to be one long movie. But the big, but the big rumor is right now that they that they want to break it into chapters, and that it was actually Zack Snyder's idea to break it into chapters, and that he's adding more material in it to pad it out so that it would make sense to have it be episodic, like a mini, like a TV series, mini series, or something. HBO last Max. I heard it was last I heard it was four hours and thirty eight minutes long. Yeah, that, that's, it's it's that's been up, it's into been a TV up show. to it's been up to uh, it's 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 now between it's it's between the the runtime is between four and six hours as Jeez. of now. So that means that he it's shot longer enough, than the Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, he shot enough material. So I mean, so if he so depending on what they do, they can definitely make it into a series if they want to. And he's got it all planned out where he says he can do cliffhangers and different things he can add. I mean, it, so I don't know. I, I'm just excited about it. I don't care what form it takes. I don't care if he does it, if they do it like that, like the Mandalorian, or if they do it as one movie, I'll take it any way they decide to do it. So there you go. Uh, either way, I mean, even though they got four to six hours, that, if they cut it right, they can get like at least six parts, seven parts. Absolutely, out of it. That, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could divide it up, and if yeah. you really want to go the Mandalorian route, maybe even eight you can parts. Have thing last a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, if they do that, though, I hope they don't just release it all at once. That'd be stupid. Like, oh, no, really, would, once would, a week, week, you like know? HBO does because that's how HBO does their show. They do their stuff. Week to week, Netflix is the one that cool. dumps all their stuff out at once. But it would be it would be week to week, like the way Disney did Mandalorian and the way that HBO did Watchmen. It'd be week to week. 
And Watchmen was only seven episodes too, right? So it would be kind of cool if um, the Justice League came out and was like the same runtime. Chapters kind of would make sense because from what I had heard, he had he had the movie kind of broken up into chapters anyway, like uh, Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, the way it was broken up into chapters and then there was like an intermission because it was such a long movie. But as a TV show, I, th- I mean, it could work. That would be exciting. That would be good stuff. Yeah, that that would be, I think, the best way to go with it, too, to be honest with you. Um, it allows really, like, kind of almost the entire initial idea, because remember, this is supposed to be a two-part movie. So he had a long idea to how to arc part one and part two. So maybe with the stuff he's adding, he's able to get closer to that initial idea. So you guys could actually probably get more of a closer Snyder cut than you would oh, yeah, with just an assembly cut. Yeah, you're, getting, you're getting an actual, you're getting hit. Basically what they're saying, we're get, we're going to get his full vision. It's being, it's being done in that way where it's going to be the, the version that he wants us to see. And that's, and being able to pad it out with all that, that extra material means it'll have room to breathe and it'll be able to be told, you know, in a, in a convincing manner. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely exciting. One thing I saw That's cool. is that um, he's getting about $30 million to do reshoots. There's one thing, I, one thing that... I really hope he does, though, with that, is he goes back and reshoots the ending sequence and gets Chocobitch Ezra Miller as the Flash, um, <laughs> the special effects of him running. I really hope he reshoots that Actually, and makes it look better because that looks so me. terrible in the theatrical film. Let me update you on. Let me update you on that because as you pointed it out, the ending that you're talking about is not the same. You're gonna the ending is uh, this movie that we're this what whatever we're gonna we're gonna get on HBO Max is completely different from what we got in theaters. None of the stuff that we saw in theaters will be in this movie. This movie is a, its own thing completely, and apparently, he's from what I've heard, he's getting actually getting. Closer to fifty or sixty million for this project. Now, so, what about there's a lot like of reports that are right. Yeah, but there's there's a whole report coming out that the uh, Warner Brothers said no to having actors actually do the reshoots. They're not uh, doing reshoots. They're just doing additional. They're doing additional photography. They're not doing reshoots. Gotcha. So you won't have. Well, it makes sense because I mean they all do look a little bit older now, so it'd be kind of weird. And that would cost even more money for de-aging and making them look specifically like, you know. And let's be honest, after the uh, mustache gate with Henry Cavill, I have uh, a little doubt that the uh, studios know exactly what they're doing with the CGI because that was a disaster. That's one of the best parts about it. We're going to get Superman without a messed up face. That's one of the best parts about this movie. You're not going to have none of that CGI where it looks like he has, like, some sort of some sort of debilitating disease. He's gonna actually look like himself. So, it's like is he supposed yeah. to come back to life semi retarded looking? Like is that what's supposed to happen to him? Like you know what it reminded me of that scene in Ted where Ted was like dead and he came back and he started talking all all messed up and slurring his words. He's like at the end he's like, Oh, I was just fucking with you Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But his mouth was all contorted and messed up and he was just yeah. There, there's this one um screenshot people always show like where he's smiling and I swear like the way they did his teeth he looks just like Shrek. 
I felt yeah. bad for Cavill because yeah. there's one thing I, I there's a lot of things you can say about the man. One is that you can't definitely shouldn't be able to say about him is that he looks like Shrek. That's just unfair to the boy. But all honestly, I really want to see because like the '90s Flash show when he would take off running, the special effects in that were better than what we got in the Justice League movie. Oh, so. Absolutely. Yeah, they had the CGI. They had the CGI Ezra Miller's legs because he doesn't know how to run like the Flash. Nobody knows how to run like the Flash, dude. That dude like can run so fast he can go back in time. All right, so like even um, what's his name? Um, that Jamaican Gustin? guy that runs really fast. Oh, uh, uh Jamaican the guy, that, guy that runs really fast. Uh, Oscar Benjamin. Him? Oh no, he's Dominican. Who's <laughs> <laughs> so? Usain yeah. Bolt, doesn't that guy... Uh, he, not oh, yeah, yeah. He's fast as Flash, yeah. man. And he can run faster than um, Luke Cage. Than me, anyway. That's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people can run faster than me, but that's neither here nor there. Unless you are Luke Cage. That's cool. I didn't know you were Power Man. That's, that's yeah, well, you know, I, I am a man of mystery, Johnny Alpha. You're not the only one. But also, aside from <laughs> news about the, the project, project that he's so excited for, Zod Ryder actually has some really cool personal news that's happened to him recently. You want to kind of fill everybody in on all the, the goodness that you've oh, been being no, yourself, no, brother? No, 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 not really. Let's just say I'm, I'm happy, that's all. It's oh, uh, too, 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 soon, too, too soon, Johnny, too soon. Relax. It's- yeah, it's too soon. I can't really speak. You, on got, you gotta tease the audience and just let them wait. You know, now that you've done that, now they're gonna be like, "What the hell?" So uh, now they're gonna tune every week. <laughs> yeah, I really, yeah, I really can't talk about any of it right now, unfortunately. Okay, I, I, I see how it is, man. Shot down by the broker of peace. But um, one of the cool things, other cool things I just saw while looking for news um, stories is uh, David Ayer says that um, he could probably do a director's cut of Suicide Squad without, like, any problems, really. It would be a really easy thing for him to do. Uh, uh, he's confirmed his director's cut is happening already on his Instagram page. He confirmed it today. Oh, cool. Because, like, um, I was reading uh, sometime earlier this week, he said it wouldn't be really that hard of a thing to put together. He says, like, he filmed everything he wanted. The just... whether we're going to get it before uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League or if it's going to come out at the same time or if it's going to come out after. That's the only thing we're, we're, we don't know. Because the reality is, is it would be good if it came out before the Snyder Cut because it's supposed to set up Justice League. So we'll see. That makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, but will it be on uh, on HBO Max it's, or is... it's yeah, it's HBO Max? Yes, sir. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. That you know will be interesting if they do an HBO Max universe centric and they have you know this universe, this DCEU, continue forward only on HBO Max and just that's, you know, their books. that's what they're that's planning right yeah. now. That actually, what you said, it sounds like that's exactly the direction they're going in because. As we know, the DCEU is essentially a multiverse. So right. they can justify having that because they've got all the shows on the CW. They've got all these, they've got these theatrical films. They've got, so you can have the Snyderverse continue on HBO Max and, and, and not have any problems. Basically, everybody can have what they want. That's the beautiful part about it. We can have 
two Batmans running concurrently. We can have Ben Affleck fighting Deathstroke on HBO Max, and we can have Robert Pattinson's Batman in the theaters. It doesn't matter because DC is a multiverse. So having multiple versions of the same character doesn't mean anything. And I think Crisis on Infinite Earths, that big CW event, was like the launch pad for that to show that Testing that was... ground, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, Makes and sense, they're yeah. not hiding it. They're, they've already pretty much said that they're um, very heavily looking at Joss Whedon's pitch for Justice League Dark, which I I love. I love the idea because um, I'm a huge John Constantine fan. So that sounds uh, they, cool. And then they got uh, uh, what they said. Uh, uh, from what I from what I know, J.J. Abrams is doing Justice League Dark. That oh, do, did I not say J.J.? I think you said Jar Jar. You said Jar. <laughs> Joss Whedon. Yeah, 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 you did say Joss Whedon. Same guy, kind of. Oh, Joss Whedon, George. I mean, I mean, it's the same thing, really, George. But you know, I meant to say J.J. Abrams. George, the the evil director that destroyed the uh, Justice League. Joss Whedon. Uh, How do you how do you feel about uh, Swamp Thing moving over to the CW? Ooh. Um. Uh, as long as it's the same people that were involved in the um, DC Universe show, I'm all good. That thing was pretty killer. Guess, yeah. Doom Patrol good, but it was Doom good. Patrol, Doom Patrol is uh, Doom Patrol moved over from DC Universe to HBO Max. Doom Patrol is going to be in a, yep. uh, an HBO Max show. So, um, but that's the only one that they took from DC Universe. I think Titans and all those other ones are still going to be on. Uh, DC Universe, but they but they they took Doom Patrol, so I don't know. Maybe they want to put more money into Doom Patrol. Yeah, that, Doom Patrol is a good already, series. That's a it's really good series. And in the first season, it really took itself to um, almost NC seventeen territory quite a bit. So yeah. I don't really think they could have cleaned it up for TV. They were running around dropping the f bomb and having sex, and you know, like there was a lot of stuff that wouldn't get away with on CW, and I wouldn't want to watch that show watered down. So I'm happy it's going to HBO. Maybe it'll even get a little bit better money. But I always liked the way everything looked on the show. Even the bad CGI kind of fit in that Grant Morrison way. Expensive show to begin with, though. That's the other thing. So I can kind of see why. I can kind of see that as another reason why it would go to HBO Max. Because they're saying that all the shows we're going to get on HBO Max that are DC-related are going to be theatrical quality. And when you make that kind of a claim, that means that they're really going to be pumping money into that budget. You're going to see some high-quality stuff on there. So, um, you know, I, I think that that's that's great for anybody who liked that show. I know you were a big fan of Doom Patrol, so that's why I wanted to ask you about it. My favorite cyborg still to this day, man. I, I really like the cyborg on that show. Dude was funny. Guys, uh, you know, it's funny because this leads us right into our, uh, one of our stories. Before we go on break, I wanted to uh, get to this. Uh, Henry Cavill is in negotiations to return to Superman. So now the question is, if he's returning for Men of Steel 2, will that be on HBO Max or will that be in theaters? As of right now, what's, what they're doing is they're planning to use Henry Cavill as a as Superman, he's going to basically guest appear in various DC movies and DC properties moving forward. And the rumor is that, that he 
he already he completed the negotiations and that a solo man of steel 2 is included in that but we have but we don't know whether or not man of steel 2 is going to be part of the Snyderverse on hbo max or if it's going to be a separate movie or what it's going to be yet but the the thing is is that we're going to get more henry cavill as actual as superman in the DC universe moving forward. That's what yeah, he's going to be kind of like the Iron Man for the Marvel stuff. He's going to kind of pop up and inspire the other heroes. Is kind of right. what I heard. They say, they say you'll, you'll see him in Shazam too. You'll see him in right. uh, uh, the black Adam movie because him and the rock have the same agent. You'll see. So you'll see him in that movie. So it'd be like Superman against black Adam. You'll see him in just, uh, just future DCEU movies, which is a good thing because that means at least we have Superman for the foreseeable future. I mean, all the and, talk that yeah. we did before about skipping Superman, we're going straight to Supergirl. That would have been ridiculous. Nobody yeah. wanted to see a Supergirl in the movies, yet we got Supergirl on TV if you want to watch Supergirl. As for Man of Steel 2, I'd actually would like to see it as part of the Snyderverse because I, I know this is mean to say, but I think Henry Cavill works way better on TV. I really, really enjoyed him in The Witcher. I mean, it hurts to say that, but he was very good in that series, and I think that if like he kind of fell into that kind of a groove with the Superman character, I might not be so hard on him. If he actually learns to like kind of show some emotion and stuff while he's playing him, I could maybe warm up to him, but I don't know if they'd be able to pull that off in just a film. That would definitely be a good thing, and I I would be... I'd be happy for it too. I'm glad. I would be. I'm going to be glad to see him and however they use him. But my guess would be that yeah, he'll he'll end up being part of the Snyderverse because he was with Snyder during the Man of Steel watch along. He popped up on that and he was there for the announcement of the Snyder cut. So I'm pretty sure that Henry Cavill's going to be an integral part of you know the Snyderverse stuff moving forward. So yeah. Oh yeah, not only was he a part of that, he's also a part of a video that me and Alex 2.0 put together, where we ate crow. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh yeah, I remember that video, yes. <laughs> that was fun. We were eating a, a whole bunch of crow that day, and we were like, you know what, we gotta think this video. Gotta give it up. I still can't believe it happened, but I'm, I am happy that it's happening for you guys. You tell, you tell me you admitted you were wrong, Jackal? Even no, people that, on even video. Even in the thing, even people that are, you know, in the movement, even those of us didn't know for, didn't know for sure if it was going to happen. It kind of came out of nowhere. And the idea, the reason, you know, it happened was because, from what I heard, Netflix wanted it. They wanted the Snyder cut and they had negotiated because they have uh, a Zack Snyder movie coming out themselves next year called Army of the Dead. And they wanted the Snyder cut to be a part of that deal. And Warner Brothers didn't want anything to do with the Snyder cut. Warner Brothers was like a lot of you guys that don't like Snyder's vision, don't want Snyder, want to continue on without Snyder. So what they wanted to do, they wanted to. They said, well, eventually we're going to have to release this thing because the fan uproar is ridiculous. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll let Netflix have it. They wanted to let Netflix have it as an original, a Netflix original thing just to be over and done with. Snyder wouldn't have got to do all the good things he's going to get to do now if it would have went to Netflix. But if it would have went to Netflix, we just would have got the Snyder cut. But AT&T stepped in mm. and said, and said, no, they're like, they basically smacked Warner Brothers down and said, 
no, they, this is this is too big to give this away to Netflix. Right. We're gonna, your, compet- we're, your competitors want it that bad. Yeah, like, they Netflix Netflix went to them about it. Netflix went to WB about it and said, "Hey, we want that Snyder cut. Can we work something out?" And that and that was and that but that's when AT&T stepped in and that's why there's kind of a civil war going on right now between Warner Brothers and AT&T. Warner Brothers is upset that AT&T kind of went in there and decided to do their own thing and say, no, we're going to do this. We're going to get the Snyder Cut. Not only are we going to get the Snyder Cut, but we're going to continue the Snyderverse. We're going to green light this, 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 and this, and we're going to do our thing on HBO Max, and you guys are just going to have to deal with it. So now Warner Brothers, you know, they, of course, you know, they have to be on board because AT&T is daddy. Daddy came home. So now... That's, but that's, 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 that's what I was going to say. AT&T and Warner Brothers merged, right? AT&T bought them out or something? Or? AT&T bought them, yes. They're the yeah. owner. They're the parent company. So it's, it's you know, Warner Brothers doesn't have any choice. And so you have a lot of, you know, people that are kind of, you know, uh, going back and forth about that. But my thing is, it was going to get, the thing is, is it was going to get released. It always was going to. It was just a matter of how it was going to happen. And I really believe that if AT&T hadn't stepped in this thing would be ending up on would have ended up on Netflix and yeah, it would have like a 3 hour cut or something like a like a, a shortened assembly cut that's what we would have gotten yeah it would have been like his 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 214 minute cut thing that he'd been talking yeah. about that, yeah. that would have been what it would have been he would have and Netflix probably would have given him a nice size budget to, to finish it because Netflix, right. you know, wanted him to, cause I mean, think about it. Netflix gave him $90 million for army of the dead. So they would have given him a substantial amount, probably, you know, about what HBO max gave him to do it. And he would have, but see, the thing is because it's on HBO max and because HBO max looks to be building a whole franchise around it, you're going to get a whole lot of other stuff, whereas if we would have just got it on Netflix, that's probably all it would have been. We probably wouldn't have got all these extra things we're getting now. So that's so that's the you know that's the reality of that situation. But when you have a company like Netflix coming to you saying, "Okay, we want this," I mean that's a big that's a big deal. I, you know, in combination with all the voices that have been after this thing for the last three years. So I don't know. I. I I think it's a good thing. I think it worked out. It's going to work out well for everybody. Yeah, that's that's like a head scratcher, man. Like yeah. you'd figure, like the, the execs at um, WB would know. Netflix comes sniffing around for something, and you're just going to be like, oh, okay, here. Like, no, dude, that means you have something. Like, it, how did? It, how come AT and T needed to come and point this out to them? I mean, like, I, I I'm still not that's sold that's and as excited as you are, Zod, but. If I had, if I was sitting on it, I would know to at least, you know, like, oh wow, dude, Netflix wants this bad. Let, let's let's get Hulu on the phone, see what they think, and then we'll screw them both and make it ourselves. See, that's how deep the Snyder the Snyder hate goes within WB. WB was doing everything they could to distance themselves from the Snyderverse. So the idea that that AT and T is coming in saying, well, no. We're going to make this because now we're going to we're going to try to win back all the fans that we lost as a result of going in this direction. And let's and 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 the idea I think is let's be honest, Birds of Prey and Shazam didn't exactly knock it out of the park 
and all the previous movies uh, were derivatives from the Snyderverse, and they were all more successful. So it's it's kind of like, you know, you kind of got to look at it from AT&T's perspective that it's about making money and they want happy customers. And I can and personally, I can't believe how well AT&T has been interacting with the fan base on Twitter. It's unbelievable to see the way AT&T is re- replying to tweets, answering questions. I've I've never seen anything like it. It's like you you'll ask you'll ask AT&T something and they'll send like a like the, I I think I, I said something I asked them something and they sent me a response with dark side and they said something about answered it in some way I can't even remember exactly what the question was but I was so floored that they actually responded and they've been doing that ever since the announcement they've been all in on this whole you know yeah, this whole, I've seen a uh, few usually it's, it's people asking like are we getting Man of Steel too and then like yeah it'll be like a gift from the um one of the movies and it'll say just one thing at a time please you know like 18 is like oh, yeah. yeah we, we, we well, got you in mind but like just big one a little bit kid big one was ben affleck where where somebody asked about ben affleck and they sent they responded with the gif of the bat signal with ben affleck standing by the bat signal saying will will batman answer the call like they i mean they've been playing i mean they've been playing it up so well all they're doing is is you know building up some goodwill from all the people that they you know that they lost as a result of the change in direction that Warner Brothers was going in and I mean I and I said it myself I said I'm going to be a lifetime subscriber to HBO Max I'll keep HBO Max forever now because <laughs> because they are because they were willing to go in this direction they were willing to go to take advantage of the controversy and give fans what they want and I think they should be rewarded for that I mean it's a good thing for fandom when you can have you can have some influence and you as a as a consumer to say hey this is what we want and you're giving yep. it to us. Look, it, it works. It works it, for Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, that's and, what I was going to say. Look, Sonic is a perfect example of that. Fans were in an uproar and they got rewarded afterwards. The movie was a big hit. Hey, Zod, what do you think? Um, so. Are the chances HBO is going to? Um, Maybe refilm season seven of Game of Thrones for the fans that are mad about that. Do you think that's probably not going to happen? <laughs> that probably won't happen because the the two creators, the two guys that were running Game of Thrones, they're they've moved on to other projects. I don't think that'll ever happen. Okay. I think, I think Me thinks got, you want too much on got, that one. With, uh, they've got a deal. If I'm not mistaken, they've got some kind of a creative deal with Netflix right now. So yeah, yeah. that's what I heard. Like um. Uh, uh, Disney announced right after the season finale of Game of Thrones when everybody was good and pissed off that those guys were going to confirm to be doing Star Wars movies and Disney just got blasted So I and I haven't heard anything about it. So I'm no, sure no, 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 no. You actually, we're going to go to, on a break here in a second because you guys are having uh, an issue with Skype here at the sound. But um, it, actually, the, what happened there was they already were confirmed. As soon as the uproar with the fans came out, about a week later or a few days later, Disney said, okay, we're actually firing these guys, and they're not going to get their movie. So it was actually the other way around. They didn't they didn't bring him in. They threw them out as soon as the uh, fan uproar came out. Because uh, remember, one of the things that's been going on with Star Wars is that there's been a lot of negative fan backlash to the, uh, the last three movies, Solo, Last Jedi, and uh, The Rise of Skywalker. So... Because of the backlash and because of the Game of Thrones backlash, 
you know, they they completely are, you know, moving on from uh, anything that has to do with anything negative, negative, and they're giving the film franchises a little bit of a break, and uh, then they're going to probably do more stuff towards TV and uh, or streaming, like they're doing The Mandalorian. That's why they are really concentrating on that, because that's a hit. Compared to everything else, it's kind of been, you know, very, very uh, toxic. It's crazy what's happening, and it's happening over on HBO Max, where Zod Rider right now is uh, pinning his lifetime subscription to that streaming platform. Forever, right? Ever and ever? Ever and ever. As long for the life of the platform or till I'm dead, whichever (laughs) comes first. Well, see, you live in a hot spot for this outbreak, so you got to really take care of yourself because they're going to need your money yeah, with all the yeah, money they're, they're that, wasting. That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm like, my God, the irony. Like, I'm all excited about all this shit and with the way things are going, I could end up dead before I even get to see any of it. That, that's what I'm like. I'm like, you know what? That would be ironic, wouldn't it? Oh, wow. Well, I feel like at least I got to live to see it announced. That's the way I feel about it. Like, hey, if, I, if that happens, if it was my time to go, it's my time to go. What can I do? You know, but. but You'll be a martyr, but, though. Think about it. You'll be a martyr for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> you know? But, he gave oh. his life for this. It must happen. In fact, uh, we'll do like uh, like a whole fanboys thing. If you get really, really sick, well, we'll have this. We'll have a campaign, and we'll go on GoFundMe, Indiegogo, wherever we need to go, and we'll make sure that you get to see the you know, at least part oh, of the Snyder that, cut before you die. Boys, we're gonna break into <laughs> Zack Snyder's house and steal. The yeah, <laughs> we're gonna straight up go Dan Fogler and whatever the rest of the people in that movie's hear, names were. Did you guys hear what? about that? Did you guys hear that the guys that made Fanboys want to make a movie about the Snyder cut? They want to do the same. They want to do like a sequel. But where it's the Snyder Cut instead of Star Wars? You know what would be cool about that? If they get, like, Tom Willing to play, like, the William Shatner part, where he comes out and gives him, like, the info. And he's like, yeah, yeah guys. Says, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get cast as Superman, because, you know, I have to wear tights and shit. Here's the, here's the actual idea. This is how you get in, guys. Thank you, Mr. Willing. Yeah, I am Mr. Willing. I'd love to see that movie. I think that'd be fantastic. I, I hope they do it, especially now that it's actually happening. It would be even funnier. It uh, would. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd, I'd be first in line. I think me and Johnny will like you know be first in line on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's I'm definitely sure. gonna. I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be as heartbreaking as <laughs> uh, Fanboys was because I'm thinking about that poor kid with cancer and all he went through to get to see. The Phantom Menace, like that—that's almost makes the movie almost a little depressing <laughs> when you think about that part of it. But um, well, it uh, is a I dark comedy, though. Not... It's a—it's a dark comedy. You got to understand that, Johnny. It doesn't yeah. get darker than that. If that's the last movie you get to see before you die, my God. And I like the Phantom Menace, but. Yeah, no, it's my favorite of the prequels, but yeah. it's, my it's God. not a good movie. It's like Suicide Squad, like we were talking about before. The movie. Yeah, I wouldn't want it to be the last movie I saw before I died. Yeah. It would be, I mean... <laughs> think about that. Oh, my God. I, I, mean, I think I trouble would rather China, photocopies. <laughs> uh, little tr- you know, Big Trouble in Little China wouldn't be a bad one, but yeah, no... I, I'd like to see like weird science or some weird shit like that. Like, 
I have an interesting question for you, though, Zod, kind of bouncing <laughs> back to what we were talking about with Netflix really wanting to um, do the Snyder Cut. Netflix currently right now owns the rights to the Sandman, and they've been hinting at production of it for a long time. Do you think that their um, HBO Max might work their magic and get that back from them and try to do that themselves? Because I it seems like it would be way more at home there. I believe so, because the Sandman, and I, I got to give a shout out to my favorite audio guy, my favorite audio director, Dirk Maggs. He's got a version of the Sandman, an audio drama version of it coming out on for Audible, for Amazon. Is that and the one with it, McAvoy? It's gonna. It's got McAvoy in it. It's got you know Ray Porter who who does who plays Darkseid in the Snyder Cut. It has uh, it has a lot of really you know a lot of really big names in it, and it looks like it's gonna be fantastic. And that's gonna be hitting Audible real soon. And uh, that and that from what I'm hearing, if you're a fan of Sandman, you're gonna definitely want to listen to this because they knock it they knock it out of the park. Neil Gaiman was involved with the project. The whole way through so uh, they got the perm himself to be involved killer yeah so so but as far as yeah like a series goes oh hell yeah at&t is not gonna is not playing any games they want to win the streaming wars so i don't think you're gonna I, I think if there's a chance that they could get it back that then that would probably happen especially if they're if they're gonna go all in on this whole dc multiverse idea that's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough to win in the streaming wars. Or everybody involved. Whew. I mean, you got to remember when you got the when you got the Mandalorian being as big and as popular as it is, and rightfully yeah. so. Mandalorian is a wonderful show. It's the best thing Star Wars that they've done live action in a long time. So, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you really they they really have a high bar, and it's like. Mandalorian came out of nowhere because by the time we got to Mandalorian, it was like everybody's expectations were so low because we came off of those movies and we're like, oh, but Mandalorian delivers in a way that other stuff, other Star Wars related material had not up to that point. So, I mean, you got to have something huge to, to combat that. And the idea of being able to take a whole subsection of like the dc universe and put it on hbo max to keep subscribers not to mention all the amazing stuff that hbo max has on it already and is going to continue to add to i mean I, I don't know at launch they've got way more material on their on their app than uh disney plus had at the time that they launched and so that's think, more interesting and to, to, stuff too yeah, think yes. about this though. You said it's gonna take something really large, take on the Mandalorian, and the number one thing that everybody like you know goes gaga over the Mandalorian is so small, little baby Yoda. It, that was genius. it's ironic, I, isn't it? It's gonna take something huge to take on baby Yoda. <laughs> that was like, but see, that's the thing though. But when you think about Mandalorian for a second, just as a whole of a series, not only is it a good series. But then, yeah. by putting Baby Yoda, you can appeal to people that are not Star Wars fans. You can appeal to little girls. You can appeal to, to women. You can appeal to people that, you know, normals that don't like to watch sci-fi. This is going to hook them in because, oh, he's so adorable. So now you got the whole family 
tuning in to watch this show and they're going to keep i mean it it's genius honestly you know and yep. i you know i give john favreau all the credit in the world for well that, well that the baby yoda goes a long way but another great thing about the show is it takes it back to what star wars started as and that <laughs> was a sci-fi homage to cowboy and samurai movies which like if you watch mandalorian and you don't get heavy vibes of like yojimbo or um, oh yeah lone wolf and yep. cub and any of the me. man from nowhere movies and stuff like uh good bad and the ugly i mean it's, mm-hmm. it's chilling down my spine he nailed it he went he went exactly. it's from a different era than the stuff that george lucas used but he went to the same watering hole and <laughs> right. he was able to bring right star wars back to what it was originally it isn't was, it right after but doesn't it take place continuity wise like after return of the jedi it's yeah. like right after return of the jedi the fall of the empire but it's but it's like it has that classic feel where it fits right in with the original with the original films correct that's that's exactly why it works. It has the the vibe, the feel, the look, the aura of the original movies, which you know that's one of the things I said that it worked for Rogue One. It actually felt like you were immersed in the original A New Hope, and this kind of really does feel like a continuation to Return of the Jedi, but it's his own thing. And, you know, everybody's a big Boba Fett fan, right? We, we all love Boba Fett in the world of Star Wars. And while this is not Boba Fett, he is going to be on the show. Um, you know, it's about the Mandalorian, which is a very popular part of the Star Wars universe. And we haven't seen enough of them, as, you know, especially in live action. So uh, it has all the, like, the attributes to be a big show. Oh, yeah. And without a lightsaber used other than the, the black saber at the end. That's the oh know, yeah the best yeah, part. Black Saber cool that, that Gus from uh, Breaking Bad had. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that he's on that show too. I love that he's on the show. Yeah, I was gonna say. Hell it's, yeah! It's it's such a the i but the whole idea is that this it feels to me like this show came from nowhere because yeah. nobody expected it to be as good or as well received as it as it is and it totally deserves it too. So for me I'm just like I I feel like if Disney does anything they're banking on the fact that hey we got the Mandalorian we're going to we're going to win this we're going to win this. So you got to think that all these other streaming services have to be have to be ready to go with whatever they're going to they're going to come at us and, with. And yeah. with the D, with the HBO Max stuff like all the Snyderverse stuff that they're doing with it being grim and dirty, that's all cool too. But they really need to start thinking about adapting some of that Vertigo stuff, man, because the people like me that really like real mature comics, we've been dying to see shit like 100 Bullets, The Invisibles, um, Sandman, and uh, name the book, Fables, anything. I wouldn't be surprised. If you get if you get if we get all that because HBO Max is is really I mean AT and T is really mining for stuff that they can for stuff that they can use the fact that the fact that we're getting the Snyder cut at all should show you how serious it is to AT and T because at this point you, you got to figure they they know that they got to they, they've got to do something and they've got to be and they can't just they can't just depend on uh, having all the seasons of Friends. And a friends reunion to compete with uh, Disney. They got to have something far bigger than that. So it's it's 
it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting <clears throat> to see all where it all goes from here. But you know, friends. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's they paid a lot of money for Friends to have the entire yeah, they, series they, on HBO Max. Something and, like ninety million dollars for that million fucking million show for like wow. exclusive exclusive streaming rights for that show and they're doing a reunion once the once the lockdown ends they're going to film the reunion special or something and that's going to be a big draw for fans of that show but i don't know i, <laughs> I don't know i'm I, I was never I, a fan I, of friends personally i'm you know wasn't looking, my at, looking at hbo max how it started it's launched really really well and the and those announcements that they made probably helped them you know exponentially with their subscriptions and the reality is is when you look at what they have on there right now they've started they've started off okay but it was just going to be interesting to see what the frequency of them adding more content to the site is going to be like and uh you know it, the funny thing is is it going to be heavy series centric, or is it going to be more movie centric? Because HBO, of course, is known for movies, uh, original projects, stuff like that, and you know, regular documentaries. Documentaries, yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to be all. It's going to be all of that. But I think I think they're going to I think they're going to be you know heavy hitters when it comes to series, which TV is series, why I'm one hundred percent. Almost, almost one hundred percent positive that the Snyder Cut will be a series. One hundred percent positive yeah. that anything else that they do will be series because you need series to be able to compete with all these bigger, uh, these bigger streaming services. Lots of viewing time, to, yeah. Yeah, out. yeah. To be able to maintain your audience too, because think about it: if you do a show and you do it like The Mandalorian, like let's mm-hmm. take Snyder Cut for an example, and you do it like The Mandalorian where you cut it into episodes and you drop it week to week, people are, even if people decide to cancel their subscription when it's all over, you know, you're going to get it. You're going to have them for at least a month or two. If you drag it out like that, if you do it like what this Mandalorian. So the idea is, and once Mandalorian season two comes, comes out, all those people that canceled Disney plus are going to sign up again so that they can watch Correct. Florian uh, yeah. again. They can keep supporting that show. If you think about it, the streaming wars is actually genius because you got you got a lot of people that torrent a lot of shit and get a lot of shit off the internet for free. But the diehards that really want to support all torrents, what is that? Are going to subscribe <laughs> and are going to maintain and keep all of want to want to constantly have access to this material. And are not really going to be are not really going to be about pirating it because if all anybody does is pirate the shit, then they're not going to you know they're not going to make any money off of it and they're not going to keep making it. So the idea is now you're I mean with Mandalorian that's exactly what'll happen. You'll have people that right away once season two happens, those subscription numbers are going right back up. So. Well, they, Disney Plus has nothing else to offer unless you're really into like dumbass little kid show like Zack and Cody and The Sweet Life yeah. and stuff like that. You got nothing to watch after well, you finish you Mandalorian. Watch the, you know, I watch all the Star Wars movies. You want to watch some edited episodes of the Clone Wars? Disney Plus has got you covered. Yeah. I guess I, you know, I mean, I, you know, my. And thing there's with nothing me, wrong with Zack and Cody. I mean. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, but I mean, I mean, really, I mean, do you really want to? I mean, my thing is okay, 
all nine Star Wars movies are on Disney+. Plus. But is that really a big deal? Because everybody who's really a Star Wars fan already has them. I have them on Blu-ray, DVD, VHS, uh, Laserdisc. Count on. So what, I mean, what does that mean? I mean, what you need, that's why The Mandalorian is so important. Because you're like, okay, here we go. We got this, we got that. I mean, look at what happened to YouTube. Look at what happened to that YouTube. What was it called? At one point it was called bread now it's youtube premium but their big flagship show that they have on there cobra kai yep. didn't give them anything because once cobra kai the season ended and people got saw everything they canceled their subscription so well, also, also yeah. another thing is is if you're a youtube user they um like me who upload there they send me free months all the time whenever cobra kai would get a new season i just use my free month to watch it and right. I didn't even even yeah. pay the first month like a lot of other people. They just every once in a while, hey, you're you're a content creator. What why don't you try YouTube Red? I'm like, yeah, cool. Cover hell yeah. On now, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the only show. But see, that's the only thing that they got. It's like it was far as something that's going to keep you coming back. But what from isn't didn't isn't it true though that they're not that they're not even charging you for Cobra no, you got to watch it season no, three. No, no, what, what they're, what, ads no. Ads are going to pop up on it, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's going it, to be free yeah. for everybody to watch. You're just going to have to sit through ads. Which Who makes cares? sense. They're That's making money is. anyway, so they're making a ton of money with the ads and the, the amount of plays that thing's getting. They should just give it... That's the, that's the thing about YouTube. They should just really have no paying service, just have everybody watch it for free, and the ads and the amount of clicks these uh, shows are going to get, they're going to make their money. Regardless, and it's part oh, yeah. of Google. It's not like they're broke. Let's be honest. That's true. That is absolutely true. I don't. I don't see. I don't see what a subscription. And the idea is a subscription for YouTube should be something like if you're going to pay for YouTube, you're a real diehard, and you don't want right. ads at all. Let's be honest. The rest of us are just like. It's on YouTube. I don't give a damn if I gotta watch an ad or two. Who cares? Yeah, if it has a banner, I don't give a crap. I have a little X on it, I click it. An ad comes on, I can get up, go pee, and come back and watch it. I mean, it doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. Yeah. And you can skip it after a few seconds, so hey. Oh, there'll probably be at least one you'll have to sit through, and then, yeah, the second one, you could probably skip. But it, even, I mean, even still, it doesn't. None of it. None of it. it it's all. Yeah. It, none of it really matters, and that that's what's great about it. So I think YouTube. I think they got the right idea, and they're talking yeah. about HBO Max coming out with a less expensive, a less expensive plan where they'll have ads as well. So it'll be cheaper, kind of like what Hulu's doing, where they got it with ads, but it's cheaper. It's like. It's like I think it's like five ninety nine with ads or something like that, and I think HBO Max is working on something like that too, where it'll be a ads. But I don't know for HBO. I don't. I, I wouldn't mind. I don't mind paying a little bit extra to have ads because right now I got the early bird and it was mm-hmm. and it's eleven ninety nine for a year, eleven ninety nine each month for a year, and then then next year it's going to jump up to fourteen ninety nine. But if you didn't get the early bird, it's fourteen ninety nine now. But you get a seven day trial, so you can try it out for free. Well, look at that. And, uh, and there's lots of neat stuff to watch on there already. Yeah, like yeah. Well, they have they have decades. 
Yeah, every uh, every, yeah. every show that HBO and Cinemax have had, like you can watch yep. Strike Back, you can watch The Nick, you can watch Old Tales from the Crypt. I mean, all that stuff's on yeah. there, right? Saw it. Yeah, yeah, and you and you got the idea. You got the. Uh, I was actually the the other day. I was watching a few episodes of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Cool, that's a good series. That's a funny show. All ten seasons of it are on there with like like bonus features and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, they. I mean, they got some good stuff on there now at launch, and I, I know it's only going to get better as time goes on because they're just going to add more stuff. They've got. They've got uh, a good amount of the Studio Ghibli anime catalog. They got a bunch of that stuff on there. They've got they've got Crunchyroll. Oh, Crunchyroll part of it? Yeah, it's broken up into like it's broken up into like uh, you know they're broken up into like categories. So like you'll see Turner Classic Movies, you'll see Crunchyroll, you'll see Studio Ghibli, you'll see uh, you know. Uh, criterion you'll see different you know different little tiers and you click on that and then it'll give you a list of all the content that they have on there from each thing and you can watch it but yeah Crunchyroll's there so if you if oh. you get hbo max you've got Crunchyroll. <laughs> they have the criterion collection on on hbo max anybody yep. that's watching this that's got hbo max already go to the criterion collection and watch the 1970s japanese horror movie house it is so awesome you'll never see another movie like this it is like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang meets Dario Argento. Like go Is watch that it right hose? now. Like H O E S. Oh no no house house. But the way if you watch oh. the trailer, the the guy in the the Japanese guy says hose. <laughs> gotcha. Awesome. It's gotcha. like that. It's like that uh, that martial arts movie that they that they put out and they, it was on Amazon Prime for a little while. Uh, Dirty Ho. <laughs> and, you, and you watch the you watch the you watch the trailer and where they dub it in English and they're like, "Get ready for Dirty Ho!" It's like, "Wow, this is this is awesome!" And it's just some badass martial arts movie. It's funny as hell, dude. Like, I don't know. It's got like you know the bad you know the bad English voiceovers. You know that that would be funny to like do like a Kung Pao version of that Dirty Ho, the Kung Pao version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see, they're, they're fighting. They're they're fighting, having a badass fight scene, and you hear the voiceover, and he's like, he's like, "You haven't seen cinema till you've seen Dirty, Dirty Ho." Ho. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay, dude, we're ready to go. <laughs> I'm searching that online. Like after the show's over, I gotta watch Dirty Ho. Yeah, I think oh, it's yeah. on Amazon Prime. I think. Let me. I'm. I'm checking. I'm checking on my tablet right now, so I can tell you. If it's See, that's a, That's another one. I love Amazon Prime. There's a lot of good content on there, and YouTube could really be a huge player. I mean, they're big now, but they could be even bigger if they have, uh, you know, the, the free, you know, version and just leave it with ads and have original content as good as Cobra Kai. But they, other than Cobra Kai, what other really good series do they have on YouTube? That's that's the question that's right there, brother. Yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. Oh, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I know they got some cartoon or something with a horse in it that talks like Mr. Ed. I don't know. I know that. <laughs> I know that. Like they, well, they have original exciting. films. Like they made a couple movies with Logan Paul, and I think they made a couple movies with a couple other YouTubers. But like they all got really bad critical response and stuff, so they're not really bad. Too yeah. good for Jackal. With their original. Jackal, it's on there, dude. It's on Prime. Dirty hole. 
from oh. 1979. Oh. Ma- master, master martial arts movie maker Lei Chai Lang adds to the legend with this one of the greatest kung fu comedies ever made. Dirty ho. Speaking of, speaking of Amazon Prime, are either of you guys excited for the boys season two? I can't wait to watch that shit. Man. I hope that comes out eventually. I mean, I, I really wanted to I was really hoping that they would have released it already. <laughs> it's supposed to drop yeah. really soon. Um, Garth Ennis is so putting out uh, an actual new comic for it. And then, yeah, they're going to have, it's actually going to air really soon. I forgot what date I saw, but I really dig the show like anything Ennis does, so. And the I mean, show's actually a pretty fun adaptation. Like, Carl Urban's just badass and everything, so having so him play to, Billy the they get to, Did they get to film the entire uh, season, or...? Yeah, it's filmed. Oh, cool. I just, um, I don't know, like, if the editors can't go into the bay or whatever, why they couldn't release it earlier, but um, from what I understand, it's done. It, they're just waiting on something to put it out. Uh, who knows? Amazon's weird with the, with the way they release their stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know they, they are a little strange, but I, I do like the original content they've put out there. I mean, a lot of the shows has been like the thing is the quality of the shows, like the way they're shot, edited, you know, the pacing, those are these special effects. They really treat it like cinematic, you know, and that's what really works for for Amazon Prime. But again, they have the money to, to you know blow on whatever. They need the- Budget, they need to bulk so. up on their writing staff, though, man, because I tried watching that Jack Ryan show, and it was terrible. Have Worst either one of, of you Ryan checked out did. that new show? Have either one of you checked out that new show on Prime Upload? No, but I heard I heard it was pretty decent. Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet either, but I really want to. Yeah. It's, it's I think it takes place in like a virtual motel or something. Yep. Like they put on goggles and they're able to like go into this virtual hotel and all this like cr- crazy stuff happens. I don't know. Like uh, you can, speak- I guess, I guess you can like upload your consciousness into this virtual thing or whatever. I, right. I don't know. I, I, I definitely want to check it out though. Kind but like speaking of which, how, 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 yeah, so it was something like that. Yeah. But uh, speaking of which, how's your VR coming along there, uh, Zod? I, you, you know VR what? <laughs> I haven't really, I haven't really messed with VR too much. Like yesterday night, I tried watching. I actually used Amazon Prime VR and watched a little bit of Man of Steel because I wanted to check out there was a certain scene I was looking for on on Man of Steel and I wanted to see it in a theater environment. So I checked it out in the movie theater thing on Prime and it looked really good. And it does. One thing I will say about VR is they definitely capture the movie theater experience quite well. Um, you, you know, you look around and you see all the seats and you see, you know, you, and you see the big screen in front of you and you can look behind mm-hmm. you and see the, see the, you know, the projector. And it's, re- it's really, a, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think VR is where movie theaters should go to tell you the truth. That's some little bastard in the back with the laser pointer shining on the <laughs> screen when, when all the, during all the best scenes. Yeah. Does it got there that go. or. That you, could, you could have the theater experience without leaving your home, and you could, you know, social distance, but still have your friends next to you. Yeah, that's what they need to do. I, I don't. Yeah. They've got quite a few apps like that now, where you can in in VR, where you can sit in the movie theater and watch watch yeah. movies, and you can even show your own movies. I've done it a few times, but I think that 
you know, what, what we need is we need like a big movie studio to get behind it. I had heard yeah. something. I read something somewhere that Universal was working on some sort of deal with a VR company to show their movies in virtual reality, their theatrical movies. So that's interesting. I don't know. Well, I, I well, hope it happens. Yeah, you know, with Amazon uh, probably buying AMC theaters, that's another big rumor. That could be an avenue they, they choose to take their Amazon Prime platform for movies and TV. Yeah, VR is really great. I yeah. love it. I mean, that that should be uh, pretty interesting. You know, they buy out Amazon, you know, buys out AMC theaters. Think about it. They could have a run on uh, the, the big screen, and they could do VR, Amazon, AMC online. So, you know, type of thing. And yeah, so if the, you want a Amazon... movie that's, like, first run, like, say, for yeah. example... If it's Universal, it's Fast and Furious 9. And you don't want to go to the movie theater. You're afraid to go to the movie theater. You can yeah. go to the theater virtually through your headset. You could pay what you would pay to go to a movie theater. And you'll get that same, you'll get a similar experience. Yeah, and they can have like Regal Cinema, Empty Theaters, like all these different branches that are live theaters you can go to. They could have a VR version online. That'd be interesting as well that honestly with you know the way diseases are spread that would be the ideal situation for people that are scared to go out because honestly when these movie theaters uh, when these movie theaters see that they're not that there's no way they're going to be able to make the kind of money that they were making before all this crap happened they're going to have to do something and i think vr is going to be the way that there is going to be what they're going to do i think that's what's going to cause VR to finally get its like mass adoption and like every theater yeah. they'll have their own software they'll leave each each theater chain will have like their own headset too like you get an yep. AMC one you get a Marcus Regal whatever and you'll have the headset you put it in there and you'll have access to whatever movies that they that they're happen to they happen to show and really you'll make just as much you can make just as much money because you'll be able to charge what you normally would charge to go see the movie. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you see the same damn movie anyway, so it don't, don't really matter. And you get to make your own popcorn and drink your own soda, so you don't have to spend another 50 bucks just on popcorn and it's popcorn still and soda. a community. Think about it. It's still a community experience. You, me, and yep. Johnny go to the movies together by simply putting on the headset and being in the same theater setting. I mean, it'd be incredible. Yep. And we can get now, blazed while we do it. Exactly. <laughs> nope. And we won't go to prison for it. That's another thing. Uh, here's another uh, story dealing with uh, the Snyder Cut that I wanted to get to. Henry Lennox uh, hinted that he's going to be uh, probably revealed as Martian Manhunter in the uh, Snyder Cut. And uh, back in 2013, he made the, uh, the you know the DC movie uh, debut as General Swanwick in Men of Steel. So, what do you guys think? Uh, is he going to uh, end up being Martian Manhunter? Is he going to get revealed? Uh, what are your thoughts, guys? Yes, he is. It's a it's a fact. I can tell you right now, 100% it's a fact. I could bet my life on it. Um, Zack Snyder had, had posted about it a long, long time ago and showed Swinewick as, as Martian Manhunter. And they, not only was it confirmed that that's that that's the truth, but that's one of the additional photography scenes that's being done for, you know, for the Snyder yeah. Cuts. I was going to say, I, I, I remember somebody telling me that they, there was a, a 
Martian Manhunter in the film. He just and you got to see him in the movie. You just didn't know that that's who he was supposed to be. Right. And, so, and it adds to the it adds to his character. It adds layers to his character yeah. in of steel. Because if you remember, there's the scene where Superman is in the you know he's in the room with Lois Lane and he's got the uh, he's got the handcuffs on, and yeah. then he. And then Superman just kind of gets pissed and takes the handcuffs off and says, cards on the table, General. And when you see Swinewick stand up, he's like, he's like right there ready to go at Superman. If Superman tries something funny, he'll reveal himself right there to be Martian Manhunter to save, save the, to protect the humans. So right. it's kind of like you could, you could see, the, you know, uh, Lennox definitely has the physical presence for Martian Manhunter. I'm, oh, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful casting idea. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Well, also my favorite, um, pretty much the only Justice League comic you'll, you'll ever find me admitting to outright loving is um, Darwin Cook's New Frontier. And in that, oh, Martian yeah. Manhunter actually pretends to be a general. In that, I wonder if his name was Lennox. It's been a while since I read it. Where, but. Uh, yeah, that's where Snyder got pulled the idea from. Absolutely. So that's cool. Giving a little wicked nod to Darwin Cook's amazing masterpiece. That will get me excited to uh, to give this uh, a watching. Of of New Frontier, did you like the animated version? It's good. It's a decent adaptation. They cut a few parts out. They try to make it a linear story where it's kind of more in like chapters for each character. But I I, I thought it was – I liked that they actually drew it in Cook style too. It didn't look like your typical Bruce Timm art. So, yeah, I really like New Frontier. It's Aside from Red Hood, it's my favorite DC animated movie, personally. I really like it. Oh, one yeah, more th- great. Yes. One more, guys. Uh, HBO also uh, said that they might be greenlighting the Green Lantern to also be in this thing for Justice League and maybe Justice League Dark. Um, that Now, they did shoot stuff with uh, a Green Lantern for, for the Snyder cut, right? There was a, a guy in... Ready. There's two Green Lanterns. There's, there's um, this guy. His name is uh, Sam Benjamin, and he's a he's supposed right. to play. Apparently, he's playing Kyle Rayner in the Snyder Cut, and uh, the rumor is that Ryan Reynolds is reprising his role as Hal Jordan. Whoa, oh, that'd be hilarious! Especially after all the shade he's thrown at that movie, that'd be hilarious but, if he shows back up. But that's, up. Why, he, cool. that's why he's doing it. That's why he's throwing all the shade because he's involved. He's in the he's in the project. He's in the Snyder cut. So that's why you see you see, you'll see him mentioning it when he was promoting his movie for Netflix. I forget what the movie was called. Six six something. I forget what it was. But he he actually made a comment where he started talking about. The movie, and then he said, "Oh, wait, I'm actually describing the Snyder cut." He's been saying all kinds of things, and you got to remember this: uh, Ryan Reynolds is done with Deadpool. There's not going to be any more Deadpool's. Disney put the kibosh on Deadpool, so now, you know, Ryan Reynolds has no reason not to return to Green Lantern. And if and if Snyder's is is bringing has brought him back, is decided to bring him back and redeem. His version of Hal Jordan, I'm all for it. I can't wait. Well, I mean, they haven't made the official, though, have they, about Deadpool 3? Uh, because last I heard, they were going to uh, go on with it, but it's going to be a while before we get it. Somebody asked uh, Rob Liefeld about it, and Rob Liefeld said that it was actually tweeted out. Uh, it's not happening. Ask Disney Yeah, but he's it. 
he's really unreliable. Like, yeah. No, no. Hey, no, he didn't say ask. I, I, I stand corrected. He didn't say ask Disney about it. He said it's not happening. Ask Feige about it. So well, there you go. Not, not very reliable either because I, they, I really, really doubt they're going to let a, a property like that that made them that much money just go it away. Would be step- Stupid, but if it doesn't fit yeah. into doesn't fit into what Feige wants to do for the MCU, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they'll let that live on its own. It, it, maybe what he should have said uh, should have been a little bit more cryptic because I don't think he always gets the inside information. I mean, they might be doing this uh, Deadpool three and not even including him in because he doesn't really have property rights like that to be part of you know whatever goes on afterwards. So, plus he's so bought hurt at Marvel and is throwing yeah. so much shade their way. I wouldn't be surprised. He would say anything at this point, dude. He's he yeah. is an ultimate troll. Rob Liefeld is such an unreliable source. I mean, if you would have said anybody else who said mm-hmm. it, that I would have maybe put a little stock into it. But if it came from that guy, and like it's really I mean, hard I, for me to believe anything I, that he says. I know for now they're they're holding back on a lot of the uh, Marvel stuff when it comes to the old Fox Marvel because obviously they're slowly going to integrate like X-Men and, and whatnot. But if you really want to introduce X-Men or reintroduce them, you have the perfect character to do that through in Deadpool. You already have a, a, a version of a character that breaks the fourth wall, but inside of the universe that it's built, there is already a couple of X-Men characters that they've showcased. So why not just build on that and, and make that part of the universe, if they want to go that route, or just keep them separate. You don't have to have every single comic book join into whatever the, the next phases of Marvel. You know, you could have yeah. X-Men appear in their own universe with Deadpool and keep that R-rated. Hell, even the PG-13 wasn't that you know bad. It was still a very good cut. It was really funny. They just cut out some of the bad words to make it not be as dirty. You know, I could deal with that. It doesn't matter. So still I, well, I mean, out. that's the thing. That PG-13 cut of uh, Daredevil that they called Once, Once Upon a Deadpool, yeah. it, it actually was, it was entertaining, to say the least. It's so funny. Yeah. There's like three cuts of that movie. There's the... There's the one that they put in theaters. Then there yep. was the, the, then there was the one that the the, the super extent, duper cut or whatever it's called. Yeah, director's cut or whatever. And then they that did was the, awesome. <laughs> they did the Once Upon a Time in Once Upon a Deadpool, which actually is like a totally different cut of it, and it's done. Uh, but I thought it was done creatively, and it was done really well too. So I would I would feel bad if they never made another Deadpool movie. But I also feel like you know. It all it all just depends on what direction they want they decide well, to yeah. go in. I'm, well, I mean that's well, either way you're ta- either way it's going to take. But look, either, either way it's going to take them at least three to four years before they get right. to the Deadpool. Right. Yeah, regardless, exactly. they have too many some, projects coming up. Somebody asked Ryan Reynolds on Twitter about about Green Lantern in the Snyder Cut, and I think he, Ryan Reynolds replied. He said, uh, "He said just don't CGI the suit." There you go. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, hey, <laughs> I'm all for it. I hope it's true. I, I definitely that definitely would make would make make me happy because I'm one of those people who didn't think that the Green Lantern movie was particularly bad. I just feel like 
he he deserved he deserved better he deserved a better movie but he he got I, the I Brendan like Ralph approach. Yeah. It's still enjoyable. It. That's what I'm saying. It's still enjoyable to me. I like it, especially the, you know, the extended version that they released. I thought it was really nice. I I liked, I liked seeing Sinestro in live action. So, yeah, yeah Mark Strong killed it, man. Mark Strong was epic as Sinestro. That was like the big bummer of it. Is you never got to see him come back because oh, he, he embodied that role. Right. So I mean, for me, any any way that they can that they can kind of they could kind of redeem it and give him a chance to shine again as the character. I mean, I'd be down 100%, so I hope it's true. Yep. Yeah, no, and like I was saying, they, they kind of like gave him the Brandon Routh approach where like he was good in a bad movie, but, you know, it wasn't his fault. I mean, he did, I, I thought he was fine as Hal Jordan. I don't think it was anything particularly wrong with the way he portrayed the character because Hal Jordan is kind of a wise-ass, so is Ryan Reynolds. So it, it worked out in that sense. You know, when you see the animated... He's a, per- he's a perfect actor to yeah. play the role. He's got everything right down to the snark and the look. He looks exactly yeah. like the character. So what? So I, I don't know what, what more you could ask for from him. It's a just better script. That's it. What happened script. with that movie, though, also is people were having fatigue with him. He was coming out in so many bad movies that I think even when he made one that was half-assed okay, like Green Lantern, nobody gave it a second look because they were just like, oh, it's another IAPD. Let him go. But now like everybody loves him. Bad movie so after bad movie until Deadpool. And then now he's kind of had enough. He was in, like, Life and a couple movies that people really liked. So he's good for him. He's kind of rebounded because for a while he was one of those guys that – you know, it was kind of laughed at when you saw him in something. Oh, another Ryan Reynolds movie. Just go ahead and skip it. You know, it's kind of the attitude towards it. Right. I, I don't know, know about that. Right? Like the Nicolas Cage reputation where he just keeps making shitty movie after shitty movie. And it's just like, but then you see the gems. I that. Out of it. Oh, my yeah. God. This movie's great. Like yeah. Mandy and, and, you know, some of these other Nicolas Cage ones that are actually really great. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Brian Reynolds had uh, a really good run with movies. The thing was, there were a lot of low-budget movies that didn't really have, you know, like other big stars in it. Uh, but, I mean, he did pretty good. I mean, yeah, R.I.P.D. was bad. That was a terrible movie. Uh, but Buried was really good. Um, Adventureland was good. Uh, let's see, Smoking Aces was good. Waiting, that was a good movie. Okay, Blade Trinity sucked, but it wasn't his fault. You know, they, neither no, he, was he Wolverine. Was, he was good. Yeah. He was good as so, Hannibal King in Blade 3. I mean, it was, and that was, uh, again, the, the script uh, sometimes I think is really dead and bad because even in Green Lantern, we could all agree, he was good. It's just the way the movie was edited I, together. The, I don't know. There was something about it that was just... It was competently just, ama- made. Yeah. But it was, the problem was it was made like those early Marvel films. It was made like Daredevil and those ones where they thought that people were too dumb to understand how comic books really um, are written and how the characters are yeah. supposed to be. So they tried to make them into like fit into typical film land, and it just didn't work well, you know, and... and it's kind of a shame, but at the at the end of the day, it's still a very enjoyable, watchable film. Um, I really like his wife in that movie too. I thought she played badass. I thought, uh, you know, I kind of wish we got to see um, more of her and stuff. I, I don't think I've ever seen Blake Lively in anything else since she got married to the guy. 
she might be kept hidden somewhere in some Scientology hotel or something. <laughs> no. Probably. And I will they, say, they, I, I'm like that where they just keep actors and actresses hidden. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Ask that's Kenny so Holmes. Funny. That is so funny. <laughs> Poor you Kenny Holmes. Watch. You're quarantined. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. Ah oh, man, I, I will say this though: I really enjoyed him in Pokemon. As, oh uh, God, he, Detective he was, Pikachu. <laughs> he had some funny lines, but I fucking hate that movie. There's your, ah, there's, yeah, there's your other. He just did Pokemon for Warner Brothers, so yeah, I, you know, I think the rumors are true. I think we're gonna see him again as Hal Jordan. I'm excited. I'm all for it. That's a lot better than Mark Wahlberg. And I am a Mark Wahlberg fan. Like, I hate to admit it. He's won me over since Max Payne. He's been in some really good comedies, like Ted. And then what was that? Um, did you watch that new Netflix movie that he was in? Um, Simon Confidential, I think it's called. Really funny movie. Really. So, um, and, and I heard that like supposedly Zack Snyder wanted him to play Green Lantern. I'm just like, what? Not even Zack Snyder's that crazy to want Mark Wahlberg to play like Green Lantern, but it would be really good to see Ryan Reynolds come back. Like, like I said, I really enjoyed his. Take well, he wouldn't be the he wouldn't be Hal Jordan. I don't think he'd be another interpretation because there's a lot of different interpretations of Green Lantern. So give him a bowl cut and make him Guy Gardner. That'd be hilarious to see him with the bowl haircut. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yes. <laughs> I actually think that he, I actually think that he could play Guy Gardner really, really well. I, I, he kind of reminds me of Guy Gardner. With I the, know like that's his, the crazy like, part. Like, he, but like his brand of humor and sar- sarcasm. I think I think Wahlberg could totally pull it off. Oh man, I'm just picturing it like Guy Gardner in Boogie Nights. He's a, he's a star, man, a big, bright, shining star. Oh, poor Mark Wahlberg. He's actually a decent dude. I've seen a lot of interviews with uh, with him over the years. He's not a bad dude. Oh, but, no, yeah, uh, he's cool. Yeah. It's just his acting has gotten a lot better. He's learned to take himself a lot less seriously, and it's kind of endeared me to him. He's kind of won me over, especially with his weird comedy roles like I Heart Huckabees and stuff. The yeah. He's genuinely funny when he wants to be. Well, that that happens with age. Johnny, that's you know. As you get older, you, you like you wise up, and you're like, yeah, you know, I, I need to like loosen up a little bit. Maybe I'll okay, kind of jackass. <laughs> explain to me how that worked with Eddie Murphy or Steve Martin. Those guys seem to get more unfunny the older they got. So I don't. This know. is that's true. Entirely true. <laughs> I can, that is, I give you kudos on those. You get points on the board. Good point. Good point. Two points for you on that. Those guys were hilarious when they were young, and now like it's hard to even crack a smile when I see them. It's kind of tragic. Yeah, but for guys like that, I could give you Rodney Dangerfield, who got funny as he got still older. Around? No, he's dead already. But I'm just saying, as he got older, he was funny and funnier and funnier and funnier. George Carlin, same way. He was funny at first, but he got funnier as he got older. Uh, you know, so for every example, there's you know a counterexample, I guess. But uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg has kind of yeah, he has rehabilitated his career a little bit uh, from you know what he was doing early on. Because you know, when, even when his early movies, like Fear, was a good movie. His, was that like his first movie? I think that to me that first was a starring role. I think I think he was. Yeah, I think he was in a couple movies. Like what was that one where Danny DeVito was teaching the 
the people in the army how to read the the kind of dumb kids that signed up renaissance man like he i think that was like actually one of his first films but he was just a, a small character in it but fear was like his first like big big role where he like right. read the film i didn't know you were that big of a mark Wahlberg fan uh, he just always seemed to be around in my life, you know what I mean? Like, I was in that right age Whoa. when I was, I was like a little kid when the Funky Bunch was out, and then, like, his acting <laughs> career took off, and then fizzled out, and then popped back. Like, he's just always kind of been, he's just always kind of been around and relevant as long as I can remember, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, uh, the question is, did he give you good vibrations? Was that one of his songs? <laughs> Okay. That was the song. That was. <laughs> I, I don't remember like any other song from him, but good vibrations. Exactly. I don't either. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> I mean, at least Vanilla Ice had like uh, Ice Ice Baby and uh, a couple other ones that are familiar, like Move That Train or something like that. I love <laughs> you. No, I'm I remember. Ice. Go ninja, go ninja, go! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he had like four hits. You know, Ice Ice Baby was his biggest song. Let's be honest, but but at no, least he had like yeah. was his biggest song because it was in Ninja Turtles too. That's probably the the most play he's gotten over the years. Is people rewatching that film? So that's probably his most listened to song. Definitely, I'd say. Oh, I don't know, man. Ice Ice Baby was huge. Go ninja, go ninja, go! <laughs> I laugh every time I hear that, to be honest. To, to, to actually have Vanilla Ice in a Ninja Turtles movie well, and have him sing the that, rap, it's perfect. When that, when that Michael Bay movie was coming out, um, Kraft was putting out macaroni and cheese for the movie uh, with special turtle shapes, and Vanilla Ice was actually in a commercial where like, he meets the lady that was stocking the counters, and him and her sing that song in the store. I know, I, that I know. It was just so awesome. It's like... Whoa, dude, look at they got Vanilla Ice's old ass up and <laughs> doing Rap Ninja. That's, that's You know what's funny, true. though? He, he probably does work at a craft store right now because <laughs> I'm sure his career in rap is... He works with yeah, ICP uh, a lot, he gets, man. He gets, he gets, you know what? And he gets residuals every time Every time somebody plays Ice Ice Baby on Spotify or whatever. So he's okay. Give <laughs> 7% of that residual to Suge Knight, even though Suge's in jail, so... Oh, I don't think he has to give him any more residuals. I think Suge Knight's done for. Like, I think that's over with. Okay, you don't think Vanilla's got to pay him no more? He... No, I don't know. No. I don't... Poor guy getting hung over a balcony again, man. That sounds scary as hell. <laughs> no, I think... sound like a punk for doing that. I'm like, how would you feel if a bunch of fucking gangsters grabbed you and hung you upside down off your out of your hotel room? Oh, I'd, I'd be like, who wants fellatio first? Just please don't kill me. Like, <laughs> That's a long way down, fellas. I, I like, there's so many things you can think of as you're falling. Like, you know, I would have sucked his dick, his dick, his dick, just to avoid the floor. But, pfft, splat. Like, you know, like, let's be honest. That's the one thing you're going to think of. Like, why did you have to kill me? Can, couldn't we work this out some other way, guys? No? Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go! Imagine if Elias would have, like, blown everybody just to, like, to avoid the floor. I'm sure he would have. Oh, you guys Silence. remember when he tried to come out with the, the rap rock um, album where he did, like, the metal version of Ice Ice Baby? To go, to go, Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, he went hardcore. I still I still remember that. And actually, it's funny you bring the hardcore, like, metal. 
because after uh, he kind of like disappeared for a while, he came back, and he had a, an album he put out, and uh, it was like hardcore rap, and it was like, toss it. I remember like the lyrics, it was funny as shit. The, the song was Toss Up the Hootie Mac, and it's kind of about smoking weed. And it was like, toss it up, toss up the hootie mac. Come on, roll it up, roll up the hootie mac. And it's like him and Dreads talking about weed the entire song. And I'm like, wow, this guy's really trying to like to change his image. Like, so he, he, big time. He, he basically made himself a Cypress Hill song? That's cool, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's roll up the hootie mac by Vanilla Ice, some crazy, crazy shit like that. Well, he went like all like Rastafarian, with like it's sort of like the blonde little, little thing he had in the front. It was all like dreads and shit. He did that for a while. That's when you could tell he was really like kind of flipping he, out. He did a fake Jamaican voice too, like Snow was you know, like in Furba, you know, like boom boom down. There was a little hint of that in, in, in interviews. It was like, yeah, man. I'm hoodie macked out now, ice, ice baby, to the core. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it from now on, man. I'm the hoodie mac. <laughs> hoodie mac ice. <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, go! I mean, if if y'all think I'm playing, look that shit up on YouTube. I ain't playing. Papa. That is true, actual hashtag facts, people. At That's one point, good. vanilla ice. Was a gangster Jamaican rapper. I have the proof. I have the documents. <laughs> now buy my male vitality vitamins here. Some, yeah, somebody went to be like, uh, Ice, we're going to rebuild you. It's going to take some work. <laughs> we're going to make it to Jamaican rap gangster. Yeah, I can yeah, see look, that. <laughs> look at how wonderful it worked for snow. Yeah, just. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, don't do it, bro. Don't do it. And he did it anyways. Like, Yeah. <laughs> no wonder he's hanging out with the ICP. As big of, like, a ex-juggalo as I am, man, like, yeah, that's kind of rock bottom for a rapper, right? Well, not necessarily, but for Vanilla Ice, that's rock bottom for real. Yeah, it's, it depends on the rapper, though, I guess. I mean, it's it, when you watch the video. I'm sure uh, Zion is watching the video right now. Uh, when you watch the video, it's go pretty ninja, hysterical. go ninja, go! <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's hysterical. Great. I love it. I'm gonna have to watch Secret of the Ooze tonight, man. Damn it! Go yeah, that's the, that's the best movie, man. Ever. No, the first one's the best movie, but the second one is definitely. No, but I mean, okay, come on. The second one is like a guilty pleasure. You got to admit. Yeah. I mean, I agree. The first one's the best. It still is the best, but that second one, man, it just, it's just one of those things where you're just like. Oh, yeah, there's something like really creepy and special about that second movie. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it is. It's As far as bad sequels go, it's one of the best ones ever made. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Indeed, it should be. It actually should be on full moon features. Oh yeah, I agree with it's that. that. It's that bad that it should be on full moon features. Look, yeah. Ernie Reyes Jr. was up in there, man, and he's yeah, he's kind of cool in my book because when I was living in San Jose, I lived right across the street from him and his dad's dojo, and I got to meet him a couple of times. They're really cool people in real life. So, okay, what did he tell you about being in that film? Uh, he told me it was a blast, man. He was just a kid when he did it, and 
um, everybody was just really nice and really cool, and it just was a really positive experience. He said that it just cool. So um, he didn't like get abused or anything crazy or anything. He just enjoyed his time there. That's good. No, yeah, I, that like he legit knows kung hmm. fu. I would try to molest somebody that was as badass as him. <laughs> and, and, so, and then how scary! No butt plugs for him. <laughs> and then his dad is really menacing. Like it, you, no butt plugs, Ernie. You've seen um, you've seen Surf Ninjas, right? His dad was the guy with one eye that um, like was the the leader of the rebels on the island. So his dad's actually a pretty scary looking dude. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I talked to him about both um, Secret of the Ooze and Surf Ninjas, and he's like, "Dude, you like Surf Ninjas?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Wow, nobody likes Surf Ninjas." I'm like, "Well, I do, man. <laughs> Badass." <laughs> Has he done yeah, anything else true. since? Yeah, I, I love Surf Ninjas. I don't care what anybody says. That movie's badass. Leslie Nielsen is Isn't like... There, what, didn't they do a sequel? They never did Surf Ninjas 2? Maybe I'm no. thinking of like a video game. Yeah. They should have. Yeah, they should have did Surf Ninjas 2. Maybe they'll do one now. I'd watch it. I mean, why not? Surf Ninjas 2 would be, a, would be, a, like, a, would be like a point break crossover. They would be yeah. like... They, they, they could do a, the sequel. They get a universe. I can yeah, totally that, see that happening. Like on there, up in there, man. Just be like, hey. Whoa. Man. Since he does know Kung Fu now. Like, yeah. He is a certified like, yeah. Kung Fu badass yeah, it would be right surf, now. Surf Ninjas, surf Ninjas 2 would be, uh, would be um, Keanu Reeves and Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah. I remember all those people making fun of him after the first Matrix came out when he said, oh, I know Kung Fu, and people are like, no, you don't, Keanu. They just taught you for movies. Like, after watching, like, all them John Wick shits and stuff, there's no way you can convince me that that guy does not know how to kick mad asses at this point in his life. Oh, he's been training for, like, 20-some years. Yeah, no, he knows this shit. Uh, actually, I think even before the Matrix, he was starting already to get, get into martial arts. And then when he did the Matrix, it was like, yeah, I gotta like really learn this shit, like really hardcore. So he went deep when it comes to like learning martial arts, kung fu. Like the like the dude's legit. I'll say yeah. that much. Not because I'm a fan, even though I, I'm a huge fan of Keanu's, uh, but because it re- like the dude really is a legit. Like he can fuck anybody up on the show, like without any question. Like I would just like fall on the floor, and be like don't kick me. Just, yeah, I would. I would never need to fight him. You know what I mean? I'd just be like, "Oh, dude!" I'd have yeah. to cop the man of Tai Chi. See, that proves to me that he knows kung fu because, like, the only movie that he's ever directed was a martial arts movie, and it was a damn good one too. Yeah, so. yeah, he knows his shit. I'm telling you, that dude's. I don't know why he doesn't direct more because he's a very talented like filmmaker. Like, yeah, man of yeah. Tai Chi was good. That's that's yeah. a badass film. Like, some things don't make sense. Maybe as he gets older, he'll get more into that. You know, that kind of will make sense. Uh, but, I mean, he totally should get into directing as he uh, ages a little bit more. Maybe after Bill and Ted 3, and they finally discover the goddamn song that unifies the planet. Because they're like, 30 years later, these guys still haven't figured it out. Like, goddamn it. They're not wild stallions now, you know, what does, that, what does that say about them if 30 years later they still haven't figured it out? It kind of, <laughs> it, it kind of, you know what it does? It kind of negates, 
you know, negates the arcs of the first two films, doesn't it? Don't you kind of feel like by now <laughs> that should have been yeah, bad writing, really? Yeah, yeah we should Do all it? be just yeah. standing around doing the guitar spin thing like the happy people in the future in the first film, right? Because Yeah. Oh, sorry, Johnny. I think you thought I was going to cut you off. I was just going to say, yeah. No, I was I was done. That was an awkward moment of silence. No, but uh, to be truthful here, and I'm going to be honest with you guys, uh, <laughs> just that, just be honest. Uh, you know, whatever they do with Bill and Ted Three, I'm just excited they're doing another you know Bill and Ted movie because I you know whether it's uh, great script or not, the first two weren't exactly epic scripts. I mean, they were just fun, dumb comedy. So as long as it's funny and it uh, has, you know, Bill and Ted, I'm good with it. And, you know, I had conversations with a few people that were like, well, it's going to be woke and, and this and that. And they haven't even, like, seen what the movie's about yet. Like, How can they say that? How can they say that when the first two movies were not? And Keanu Reeves is, uh, is Keanu Reeves. He made John Wick, for God's sake. Not only that, the, the, the whole basis of the argument for people online is, oh, because they have daughters in this thing. Look, I'm not a woman hater. I don't belong to that part of the Little Rascals Women Hate Club, even though I do have the no ma'am hat and shirt and paraphernalia. But that's a different story. I love women. And uh, the idea that I think they're going to have with this is, re- remember, this deals with time paradoxes, right, which is right up my alley time travel paradoxes. What I'm thinking is something they might have done in the last two movies caused, so they haven't written that song because of it. And uh, that probably will be maybe part of the story. Remember, I'm just fan theorizing here. And the end result is that the perfect song that unites the world has to do with them being fathers and being parents and being good parents, even though they're not the brightest people on the planet, they end up being like really good parents to their two daughters. And I think that is what it's going to be that they come up with and be like, that's it. That's the song that's going to unify the world. And when they finally write the song and people hear it, that'll be the hit, you know, that makes them the legends they are. But I think the whole journey is going to be with them figuring out, well, what did we do wrong that has made it so we haven't written the song yet? Because it's been 30 years and they still haven't written shit. So something happened. Something had to have happened along the way where they haven't written that one song. It was really like literally one song that made them famous. And then from there they became the wild stallion superstars that changed the world. But we're, you know, yeah, where but you, you, can't, you can't stay like a live, uh, world-changing group with just one song. You know what I mean? So they had to like keep them coming. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. About, you know what I mean? But you're not. But look how rock stars are like. You know, rocking out to like their 80 and shit now. Like they could like had that song in, in their 50s, and then continue for another 20 years as rock stars, and then retire at 70 or 75 or 80 or whatever, and still had you know the the impact. That their music was supposed to have I mean, in the, the world. The, the last, the last movie, um, Bogus Journey, ended with them like going to the future, learning how to play, coming back and singing this Kiss song, "God Gave Rock and Roll to Us," and uniting the world. So, like the 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 fact that the 
third movie is going to be about that they didn't even do that? Like, because... Or that they because, got famous, they just didn't take off as big as they were supposed to? Like, is that the point? No, the point might be that they never got to that point because something happened along the lines. Remember, it's been 30 years, so maybe something happened during the timeline that changed a fact in their timeline that ended up having this happen to them. And now they're still trying to figure out. My question is whether or not they're going to... There's going to be like CGI versions of them when they were younger, oh, showing definitely. showing like the aged, yeah. of the timeline and things changing and what happened, you know, in the interim, so that we get a lot of backstory. That's what I'm hoping for. Ted, don't forget to wind your watch. You definitely <laughs> hear that in the movie. I guarantee you. Uh, you know they're bringing back the uh, like dark the comic too. Book series wasn't there like a really dark Bill and Ted? comic book series that came out that told a really uh weird story and i know idw did one a while back i didn't read it though i should check that out from i i don't know there was a tv series for a while which was terrible <laughs> yeah oh wow, my god those horrible they've got some they got a few of those episodes on youtube yeah it is terrible. Yeah, that's about as bad as the Clerk sitcom, which I can't believe it's as bad as it was because I like the comedian Jim Brewer, and oh my god, even he's not funny on there. Of course, he's he's not really Randall. They should have never hired no. him to play Randall. It was just a bad idea. And he's very hit and miss. Like he can be really funny in some things, and then just eh, kind of like eh, almost like you don't really even want to see him on screen in some things, like. Very hit and miss. When he's uh, when he's perfect for a role and he's a hit, he's dead on hilarious, like half baked. Yeah, that's <laughs> a role made for him. Let me perfect. guess, Andy. Gar- Let me guess. Um, what's his name? No, he's Andy Garcia's cousin instead of <laughs> what, Jerry Garcia. Well, let me guess, he's Jerry Garcia's cousin. No, he's Andy Garcia's cousin. <laughs> You're wrong. I'm like, well, then why did you even buy it? Like, what the fuck? What's he never going that? I mean, Andy Garcia's cool, but... Like, well, Andy he's Cuban. Yeah. I'd buy it because he's Cuban, but I, I wouldn't understand why he would buy it. But uh, that and uh, to understand Killer, you gotta know who Killer the Dog was, man. You know Leibowitz, small <laughs> yeah, Killer was born to a three-legged bitch of a mother. <laughs> Come on. To me, that's like one of the best comedies ever written. And it, of course, Chappelle was involved in hysterical. I remember... I, who up? I was that played... Um, Man, what was his name? I'm Cuban B. Like, that guy was funny. Guillermo I've Diaz. Any, I've never seen him in anything else, and he should have been more famous, because that dude was hilarious, dude. Oh, no, he's been in a good. bunch of stuff. Guillermo Diaz? Are you kidding me? Really? I don't really watch, like, if he does, like, stand-up and stuff, I don't really watch that too much. I kind of, it's not really my bag. Like, I don't get the, the appeal of stand-up. It's a little too long for me, I guess. No, he's, he's really, that's funny you said that. He's not a, a stand-up comic. Um, actually, you'd be shocked uh, who Guillermo Diaz is. Uh, he's done a lot of serious uh, performances. Um, in fact, let me show you. Some, I'm gonna tell you some of the stuff he's been on. He was involved in Cop Out. Anybody remember that? Oh, that's that? right. Yeah, he <laughs> was the guy who, used to, who got who had the baseball card. That's right. I right. Did, 
I just it's such a forgettable movie. Even forget yes, that's, that's why I took a little pause there. Yes, I took a pause because it's a terrible, terrible movie. He was also in High School High. Remember he played he played the bad guy in High School High with John Lovitz. Oh, that's the one with. Yeah, that's right. Huh. I, I remember seeing that when I was actually in high school, and the only thing I really remember about that is the shit be kicking when John Levitz pretended that he took the heroin, which was a really <laughs> funny scene. Yeah. But yeah, the shit be kicking. Like, <laughs> John um, Levitz is another comedian that really should have been in a lot more like big movies. I don't know what happened to him. He was funny as hell for a he while. Lo- he looks funny, so he doesn't get the big roles, man. That That's yeah. the sad truth about Hollywood. He's not pretty, so he didn't get what he deserved as a comedian. Very funny guy, but yeah, but very awkward looking. But man, he was funny as shit. Uh, let's see, uh, what are the movies he's been? Well, uh, I that wasn't very good. Uh, that wasn't very good either. That was very good. That was very good. Dirty Love. That was very good. He hasn't been in very good movies, Guillermo Diaz, but he's been working actively since let's see, nineteen ninety, and he's got a movie coming out. In uh, 2019, was the last one, a uh, movie called All the Little Things We Kill. He has Sounds, 42 that's, credits. That's a cool name. Sounds yeah, like a hardcore band name. He has uh, 42 credits when it comes to films uh, on IMDb. But the, the one everybody knows him in is Half-Baked. That's yeah, you know, look, keeping me. Screw you, screw you, screw you. You're cool. <laughs> You're cool. I'm out of here. Man, <laughs> hit that ball with the bake with the muffin, man. <laughs> that is, I'm Cuban B. Yes, but I'm Cuban, Cuban B. B. Yes, Cuban B. Ah, never gets old, man. Abacadabra. <laughs> Abacadabra B. Go ninja, go ninja, go! <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy just always sounded like he was a Jamaican. Uh, what did you tell him, uh, Scarface? What did you tell him he was Jamaican? He always just sounded Jamaican in my head, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I uh, uh, love that character. Oh, uh, uh, man. There's there's yeah. uh there's definitely a, a lot of room for a sequel. They wanted to do a sequel with uh, that character, Cuban B, the movie. Yeah, I would watch a version <laughs> of that where like, yeah, they all like got had jobs and stuff, and they all get fired at the same time and have to move back in together and sell drugs again. That'd actually be pretty funny now that they're older, kind of like a yeah. like old school version. Could you do you think that Chappelle would be down for that? I don't think so at this point. I don't know. If they let him write, which I think that they let him do in the first one, I think that that him and Jim Brewer and all them guys got to write all their own spots. So I think if they gave him that kind of freedom, he would. I think that that was his big problem with the show is they weren't letting him and they were writing him stuff that he wasn't comfortable with. So I think that if he got had some kind of lead on what he was saying and doing in the movie, I'm pretty sure he'd be down. I don't see why not. Oh, I, I don't think that would be a problem. He's a, he's a big enough superstar, but the problem is affording to get him. Because remember, Netflix paid fifty million for two or three H, you know, like special stand up, uh, you know, comedy specials. So imagine to get him to appear in a movie when he's getting fifty million for that. It'd at least take ten million, fifteen million. I think he has a, a soft spot for that. I think he has a soft spot for that movie. I think if Jim Brewer and the rest of the guys all got together, um, and I think he would probably do it. 
um, and, and take a take a smaller payday on it because he seems to have a soft spot for it. He he references Ditch several times on the show. He had actually yeah. the guys from the movie show up on the show, and they did a skit and stuff. So I think that it's one of those things that kind of means something to him because it's what really like that and his small role in Con Air is what really put him in everybody's mind and like really showed him to the world. So Con Air I, I, two, <laughs> the Chappelle version. <laughs> Well, he he died. In the I first survived, time. bitch. I know so I was going. I survived, motherfucker. I'm still here. Like a pinball Parker. Yeah, yeah. Un- uh, uncuff me, uncuff me. The last of the Mohicans is burning this shit, man. <laughs> uh, uh, Zod, go ahead. You can say it. Go, ninja. Go, ninja. Go. Go, ninja. Go, ninja. Go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, That's gonna be the theme tonight. Go ninja go. <laughs> that, that's what that's what a streaming service really needs to do to get my attention. Because like they're doing all these biopics. They did like the Wu Tang Clan one. I get, one of these guys needs to do a really serious, really gritty, epic deep dive movie on Vanilla Ice. There I you go. The hell out of that. Is that <laughs> Vanilla Ice? Movie, movie he did. Remember that movie he did with the guy? Cool as ice. ice. Yeah, <laughs> How can I forget that? That's probably next to Batman and Robin the worst movies I've ever seen in theaters. Ever. That orange leather jacket, man, that's impossible to forget with this Johnny Bravo hair. Bro, let me tell you something. Why don't you lose that zero and get with the hero? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's terrible, but like in a good way. Like I can watch it all the time. Like one like of my that... favorite YouTube guys, um, good bad flicks. He loves the film. It's one of his favorite things. He has it like in all of his like opening montages, and I agree with him. It's it's terrible, but it's wonderful at the same time. That line, like the uh, you know, lose the zero go with the hero. That to me is like it equals uh, Batman and Robin's uh, the whole Batman card. And uh, the line, this is why Superman works alone. Are, are just as good as High Freeze, I'm Batman. Yes. What killed all the dinosaurs? Yeah, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age, yeah, kill them, kill the heroes. And you take your pick, any line. Yeah, Batman. chill out. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, when I was young and that movie was being announced, and I was like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze? Well, why not? Yeah! And I geeked out for like a minute. And then I saw it in theaters and I was like, wow, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze. What a fuck up. Woo. See, I, I thought you were going to talk about the Vanilla Ice movie because that came out when I was a little kid. And I remember like when it first came out, like, yeah, all the people I knew that like were a little older than me were like excited for it. And I, I always thought that he was oh, kind of yeah. funny in my opinion. I never was, was excited like, for it, <laughs> let me tell you. But I remember everybody in my school was like, yeah, we're going to go see Cool as Ice this weekend. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to be home watching like Who's the Boss and Silver Spoon. All right, I'm all right, dog. I'll chill on that. And everybody's like, yo, you should do this, man. I'm for movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, waiting for Can't Touch This to film. Like, you know, that's what I'm waiting for. Hammer time. Yeah. It's like, time. At that time, like, I liked, I liked Hammer way better than Vanilla Ice as a, as a kid. Yeah. yeah there's a... Uh, Please, uh, Hammer, there's some, don't hurt. 
There's something a little special about that that one MC Hammer CD. The hammer don't hurt him. Yeah, and, that, and the yeah. Um, Adam's Family song that he did, I still bump yeah. that too. They do what they want. Uh, hey, do you guys know? Did you guys know that in 2016, when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the second Megan Fox one, came out, yeah. that Vanilla Ice did a live performance for Paramount Pictures of Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. That's awesome. In, 20, well, in 2016. He should have been in the movie. Stephen Amell probably jumped up on the stage and sang and danced with them. That would have been awesome. I bet you he's crazy enough to have done it. I thought he was good as Casey Jones. I mean, that movie had its flaws, but it, like, I thought he was really good in that. Um, I really like seeing Bebop and Rocksteady in live action. You know, like fanboy in me. Yeah, I'll um, send it to you guys the link, because I think this, you need to see this for it to be believed. I'm really okay. hoping somebody does a new Ninja Turtles movie soon. Oh, it's happening. It, it's, uh, it's ready in development. Um, probably going to see somewhere around 2024, 25 around there. But they're rebooting the Another whole thing. Another reboot? Yeah. Yeah, they're not okay, going to do good. a part three. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, from the rumor I heard, uh, it's going to be a lot closer to the original from the 90s when it comes to the look of the turtles. Uh, that's one thing they're going back to a little bit. Uh, won't be puppeteering, it'll probably be CGI, but they're going, they're gearing it more towards that look. Because uh, of uh, the fan uproar and, uh, you know, CGI now can make them look like whatever they wanted and make it look more realistic. So I don't know why they went to the extreme they did. I think they need to make them look like how they looked back in the 80s. They need to go back to that look because that was the most popular look. Well, that's what that's kind what, of used to do with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But it's going to be more, it's still going to be CGI'd. But it's going to look more like that original first cut movie. Like it's going to go more towards that look, and not be like the rebooted, you know, uh, Megan Fox version, uh, which again the fan uproar was really mostly about the way they looked. It just didn't look like the Ninja Turtles. Like, so like Sonic, yeah, but like the uproar yeah. was like a Sonic the Hedgehog type thing. And it's funny because if you think about it. That that very first movie in the eighties was actually the darkest Ninja Turtles movie that Correct. we got, and it yep. was actually the closest to the original the to the comics to the original content. And the idea that they could that they could go back to that now, and just you know, like you said, just CG it and do the same, do it in a more you know, in a more, you know, traditional Ninja Turtle way, yeah. it'll, pro- it'll probably be way more popular, especially with the, you know, with the OGs that that love the originals. And here's the thing, guys, with uh, the new Ghostbusters coming out, which is going to be a little darker and more like the original, according to like the rumors, that'll make perfect sense because, you know, the studios started, they started to figure out that, you, you, you know, you have to gear these movies towards what the fans want and remember, not yep. try to go completely in left field and give them something that you think they might enjoy, but it's nothing like what their fans really want to see. And the fans' reaction to Ghostbusters, the reboot with the chicks, that also laid the groundwork for them to rethink how they're doing things. Exactly. So with Ghost, with Ghostbusters Afterlife, the new one coming out, <laughs> it, it, they're, re, they're redoing you know, a lot of the, the way they, they're thinking about these things. So Speaking it makes sense. Of, 
Speaking of Ghostbusters 2016, oh. your, bu- your buddy Paul Feig has gone on record saying that he has a 3.5 hour cut of that movie that he wants the studio to release. Okay, I'm gonna put him. I'm putting him on, on the. Well, I'm gonna put him on my bucket list of people I must kill if I'm ever gonna die. <laughs> Three point five hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's is right. Is there anybody that actually wants to see that? Though? That's what I'm saying. It's he, he, Nobody, you know, Johnny. I don't understand why he would even be why he would even be thinking about anything like that. The movie was so bad. So he's trying to say that his three and a, three point five hour cut of this movie would be better. They already released an extended version of this movie that nobody cared about either. So what's uh, what's going to be in it that's so different that's going to make it a better movie? I think he's just trying to start something like the Snyder Cut like to see if there's any feelers because his career's on the toilet. Right, since he... It's working for, you know, because it's worked for, you know, it worked for David Ayer. He's getting his cut yeah. and working in there's some, there's some, uh, you know, there's sort of like a little bit of a, of a sort of a movement building up to releasing a different cut of uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker. So maybe... You know, Feig thinks that he can make himself relevant again if he can somehow push this long cut of his crappy movie out. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's the only thing I can think of that will make even any sense. But nobody's going to see that shit. So it's okay. <laughs> the, problem, the problem is with the, the way he's thinking is, you know, with Snyder, at least you had a fan base that really wanted to see that shit you know, come out. They, you guys were hardcore behind it. Uh, there's literally nobody that wants to see a Paul Feig three and a half hour cut. Three and a half hour nobody. cut of fucking Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there there was a nice split in the fan base with those Snyder DC movies. Yeah. There, as far as I know, nobody came out of that Ghostbusters movie liking it. Even people that were um, against the the initial hatred and stuff when they when all those people went and saw it they came about and said like okay yeah it was a bad movie so i don't Dude, think dan Aykroyd really went on record office. dan Aykroyd, who was in the movie a producer got money royalties if the movie would have been a big hit he would have made more money but even he came out and threw shit at paul feig in the production and said it was crap and said that one of the main issues uh that paul had was that he went over budget and then when you watch the movie, you're like, where the hell did the budget go? Like, there's like $15 million that he asked for. And you watch the movie, and you're like, what is that 15 Like, what the hell? You know, and he said the studio was very pissed off because there's a lot of reshoots and stuff. They ended up cutting out of the movie, which, again, we have a three-and-a-half-hour cut, right? A lot of the $15 million was wasted on stuff that he didn't use. $30 million yeah. went on, on a few scenes. They were completely cut out of the, the uh, final cut of the movie. Damn, that's Think like that's like that's that's a, a medium budget film right there, thirty million dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that I mean, when Dan Aykroyd is shitting on a movie that was supposed to make him money, and he's a producer and he's part owner of the property, that tells you that Paul Feig stands absolutely no shot whatsoever to ever have anything to do with another Ghostbusters movie. Right. 
Right. He even because he even came right out and said that he doesn't think that director will be working again anytime soon. At least not anytime. on Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone no, anything fun. else. That's terrible. I mean, if Paul Feig ever gets another directing gig, I'll be shocked at this point because he is so he hated. Has, he has gotten other directing yeah, gigs. Make, the, the, those chick comedies, they, they still like him, that, that core base that like those guys. Yeah, but uh, I have anything that made money. Has he actually put anything out? Because I don't, I don't follow, since me and him had our, our beef on Twitter, and I went pretty deep, as you guys know the history. Um, I haven't really, like, I don't follow him before the Ghostbusters movie to begin with. I wasn't a fan, and I'm definitely not a fan now. But I don't know, I haven't seen any of his uh, latest work, if you want to call I, it. I, I, dropped a couple, I dropped a couple of articles in the, in the, uh, in the chat for you to check out about, it, about his uh, 3.5-hour director's cut of Ghostbusters that he wants released. And- and right now, I think I think the only thing that he could get that he could sell people would be like a sequel to Bridesmaids. Like I, I guarantee I, that would make money for him, probably because people like that first one. But that's kind of uh, like all I think he has. I mean, let's see. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. Last movie he directed was after Ghostbusters. He did a Simple Favor and then Last Christmas, uh, which are two movies that I don't think anybody's ever seen. Oh, I hate Christmas comedy movies. Ben Affleck can't be good in them, and nobody's good in them, so yeah. That is very true. What was that one, that <laughs> Surviving Christmas? Was that the, the Ben Affleck one that he was... Yeah, I think it was called Surviving Christmas. Awful Ben film. Affleck. Or ben well, Affleck. I, I was confusing it with the Kirk Cameron movie, Saving Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's ben something I've heard Kirk of Cameron years. Kirk team up and completely save Christmas, but then I, I don't think Ben Affleck would put up a Kirk Cameron shit, because like, I don't think Ben Affleck's very religious. He doesn't strike me. At least not as religious as Kirk Cameron is. I think he'd just look at him and go, dude, you're just being an idiot right now. Just shut up. <laughs> you know, like how he gets When he's on the political shows and you watch Ben Affleck wig out, like, I'd see him do that to Kirk Cameron. I'd actually watch that. I would pay but to see Kirk that. But has Kirk Cameron done anything since like, Left Behind 2? Yeah, he did Saving Christmas. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he did like the, those. He did the fire that fireproof movie. He did Saving Christmas. He did. Yeah, he's done a bunch of you know his. Uh, he's those, uh, uh, True Faith movies are. Is, is it True Faith or Good Faith? The, is that the, what it is? True Faith. I don't know. You Gotta guys know a Kirk... little too much about Kirk Cameron. That's uh, it's kind of scary. Kirk Cameron. I, don't know. <laughs> I, watch, I watch a lot of YouTubers that talk about. They review the um, the True Faith um, streaming service where they they play all those movies and they have all those Christian shows and they kind of bash the shit out of him. Kirk, but yeah, it, Kirk Cameron ruined his career by doing that shit. He really did. He ruined his career. He turned to religion and he killed his career. It's like yeah. ridiculous when you see. He had a promising career. He could have been a big star after that TV yeah. show, and now and now he just he just after what was it like 1988? He just it was over with for him. You know what's <laughs> funny because he was the star of Growing Pains, and uh, the the funny thing is, the guy who ended up becoming the big star of that show is Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Was he? Right. He was and, on that show. Yeah, yeah. for like the last few years. The last yeah. few seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was like the Richard Rico. He like showed up and replaced Johnny Depp. No, no, no. They they like they adopted him because they felt bad for him. He was adopted. Him. Yeah, he yeah. Was a, he was like a troubled kid that was adopted. And 
But like the last like mainstream movie that Kirk Cameron did after that show was that like father, like son with Dudley Moore in the late eighties. And then after that, he he just, yeah. Religion ruined his life. (laughs) Yeah. And that actually was a pretty funny movie. Like father, like son. That was, that wasn't bad. That was pretty decent. I liked vice versa with Judge Reinhold and, um, Oh, yeah. How about 18 again with Charlie Sculter and, and George Burns? Yeah, that was a good one, too. <laughs> anything with, come on, anything with George Burns in the 80s was good, man. George Burns was like, even at yeah, 90, he was still funny. Was like, George Burns was like, uh, was like Hugh Hefner. That's who I always thought of like when I saw George Burns, like another Hugh Hefner type. I don't know about that, but that's, that's a very funny... Uh, uh, I, I don't know, that's, that's a funny comparison. I don't know if I could put him in the same book with uh, <laughs> you have to get laid every night, but George and Gracie. <laughs> Maybe they were that. doing some uh, crazy yeah. things on the side. <laughs> yeah, I, from what I understand, he never really got over when she passed away, so yeah, I don't know if he was like living the life like half, but I see what you mean. He was He was just a cool old guy, and it didn't matter how right. old he was. Right, I mean, you, you guys saw his God movie, right? Like God and Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, the dude was a comedy like genius. He, had, he was one of those funny old men that, like, even like the fact that it wasn't like a high paced or fast paced movie, he was really still comedically like sharp at, the, at that age. And it still delivered. Like, it was still funny. You know, talking about actors as it was still funny in an old age. George Burns, that's another good example. 80s, still funny. Very, and relevant to, like, he died, what, in the, like, the mid-90s? Yeah, he was, I think he almost, he made it to, like, 105, something like that. He got he Yeah, got he lived a long there. time. Yeah, yeah, he lived a long time. I don't know the last big movie he did was in uh, 88, the 18 again. That was the last yeah, he big died, movie. He died, in, uh, he died in 1996. There you go. Wow, yeah, he lived a long time. Long Smoking time. and drinking the whole time, too. Yeah, he yeah. always had the big old cigar. Yeah, he was a G. <laughs> he really was. He, he lived his life the way he knew it. With a cigar in his mouth and booze by his hands, and he was God twice. And I, I have one story I wanted to talk about. We kind of talked about Star Wars a lot earlier, but like I saw yeah. the, this news about um, Padawan training to become ninja. There's going to be a new Star Wars game show where like some guy <laughs> hosts and people. It's kind of like like um, Ninja Warrior, but for Jedi shit. Like, yep, that is. That is truly going to kill Star Wars. You guys think that Last Jedi was bad? And this <laughs> show does worse for that 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 franchise's look than any of that shit has, in my opinion. Like this is a bad look. They need to cancel it right now, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Well, it's a kids show, and it stars Jar Jar Binks, uh, Ahmed Best. Yeah, I'm so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm at I mean, come on. He was supposed to be the it wasn't he supposed to be the dark lord of the Sith that was behind everything isn't that what uh George Lucas said so I mean well, no, George just kind of like hinted as a joke that and then because uh, <laughs> somebody asked him and he was like yeah sure yeah whatever and like he made a joke out of it and then Ahmed was like finally the truth is revealed 
But I think they were just right. playing up to it. You know, that would have been great. I would have loved to have seen him as like a dar- as like a Sith Lord. That would have been epic. <laughs> I, I mean, the, if you think about that, the twist in in Star Wars is hysterical as it is. The village idiot gave the ultimate power of the galaxy as, in proxy because the person couldn't be there because of the war. So he went on, gave the ultimate power to the ultimate bad guy who had him ultimately fooled from the beginning thinking he was a good friend. And, you know, that that's exactly how some of these things would happen. You have just people who manipulate individuals who are weak-minded and believe certain things to be real in fact when they're completely like you know oblivious to the fact that they're being lied to so it makes the emperor's role even you know kookier and and funnier when you think about who he got his power from uh but at the end of the day it also shows the sinister side to politics where that kind of shit really happens in the real world now it's funny that it happened to jar jar binks and we all laugh at him uh, but, you know, it could happen to any uh, country where you have a very easy manipulated leader who heads power to another person and that person becomes an ultimate dictator. Happened in, uh, in, uh, in Germany. That's, you know, that's how they gave power to Hitler. And again... Russia, he, you got Stalin. And, yeah, and again, that's what Star Wars has always kind of been. It's a reflection of the stupidity yeah, that we've done here World on Earth. World War Two. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause that, cause technically, you know, Darth Vader was what space Hitler, right? So correct, yeah. So you're, so you, you know, so you, that's an extension of that. But I, but I would have, I would have loved to have seen Abed Best as Darth Jar Jar. That would have been crazy cool. Oh, I would love that. That would have been, that would have been epic. In fact, he never died technically on screen, right? And we don't know how long his race lives, and then they stay looking like, you know, the way he looks. Um, Mandalorian, anybody? Yeah, have him show up and die finally. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I would. I would think that would be hilarious if he if he shows up as a as a bad guy and at some point and they have the Mandalorian kill him. I think that'd be yeah. awesome. That, and no, no, it would be awesome. Wait, 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 wait! Didn't they have? Wait, but guys, guys, didn't they have that as an Easter egg? Wasn't he in carbonite on the ship? On the Mandalorian ship? Didn't no, I think that was just no. a meme somebody put together, and they were like, "Ah, this is gonna be the greatest series ever." <laughs> the only, the only thing I remember Gungan related was when Bill Burr was making fun of him in the episode where, like, they were doing the heist. He's like, "Maybe yes. it's a Gungan under there." Misa oh. Mandalorian, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Okay, yeah, but I, I, I yeah. thought I remember seeing Jar Jar frozen in carbonite on the ship. In the early episodes, now, of that, the now that would be great. Is if in the ne- in another sequence, see, um, another season, Bill Burr and his crew show back up with Jar Jar as part of them, and they try to go after Mando, and Mando finally smokes him. That that would be cool, and have oh, Bill Burr making fun of him the whole time. <laughs> Dude, if that, ha- if that happens, Mando the Mandalorian will be bigger than Boba Fett, and the fans are just like they'll embrace him like nothing ever embraced before in Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that that would be a way. That would definitely be a way of pleasing the fans. I, I hope that happens. That would be awesome. But I want to see him as a. But I want to see him as a Sith Lord, though. That I think that needs to happen. <laughs> we can have him. You know, give him. A, in fact, give him a black lightsaber too. Oh, 
it's only it's only black because he broke the crystal. <laughs> it's not like the actual other black saber. Like, yeah, it makes that clumsy, and I broke it, and now for some reason it changed color. It used to be red, but now it's black. I at least I don't understand this. I, I like Gus's lightsaber because it finally validates. Because I remember going to like the fairs when I was a kid, and you'd get those like light up swords, but they were like shaped like a regular sword. But it completely validated those as an actual official Star Wars toy now because like you know those swords are now relevant in the universe because Gus has one. I'm like, yeah, those are the cheap ones. They're like five bucks, and those are like ten. And you're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, I can save five right. bucks. <laughs> yep. I remember him. I remember him seeing him at KB Toys. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing KB Toys. That doesn't yeah. exist anymore. <laughs> that, yeah. that hasn't existed in a good long time, man. Damn. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I've seen one of those. Overpriced action figures, man. Like, I remember back um, the old school Toy Biz X Men figures. They used to want 15 bucks for them. You could get them for $5 at Target. I'm like, you guys are tripping. <laughs> That's why I never spent no money there, I except for maybe on the clearance stuff, and then bought some video games there sometimes. It, man, stores. Yeah. <laughs> Who goes to them anymore? <laughs> well, and, well and another trippy thing was so when sad. I was watching, watching season three of Stranger Things, and I saw the Sam Goodies in the back uh, back of the mall. I'm like, oh, man, I remember Sam Goodies. Overpriced CDs like a motherfucker, man. Like, motherfuckers seriously thinking that they uh, the new Red Man Method Man should sell for twenty four dollars when you could get it at Best Buy for nine ninety nine. It's like remember Specs Music, guys. No, no, oh, that must have been guys, a Florida thing. Is that like, had Sam, like Sam? Is that like Sam Goody only? And yeah, but they actually they had a lot of stores outside of Florida. I think I mean, they were pretty big. I remember uh, one time I went to a Specs. This is like back in the mid nineties, like ninety five, ninety six. Right before Tupac died, and I went in looking for the uh, Thug Life album, and it, it's a it's kind of a funny story because there's an actual album called Thug Life with a group that Tupac was in, and I go into the store and there was this dude working the counter, and uh, and I, I was like, yeah, do you guys have the uh, Tupac group album called Thug Life? And he looked at me with his face and he's like, Tupac didn't have an album called Thug Life. He just lived a Thug Life. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure you had an album called Thug Life. And he was like, you're not a Tupac fan. You never had an album called Thug Life. And I'm telling you, that's the way he talked to guys. That's just not me making fun. Wow. And, uh, so I was like, no, I'm pretty sure you're wrong about that, buddy. And he's like, no, I'm telling you, there's no album. He just lived a Thug Life. And I'm like, I'm going to go look, and I'm going to prove you wrong. And I actually went through the aisles, and I found the rap section. I looked for myself. There were three copies in that motherfucker of Thug Life. This guy worked there, and he didn't know about that shit. And I was like, look, Thug Life, that's fucking Tupac. I want a discount. I didn't get a discount. Give me, you Give me you stupid <laughs> ass. <laughs> you should have, like, knocked, <laughs> knocked his name tag off yeah. his shirt. I'm taking your job. I work here now. You don't. <laughs> How do you work at a record store and not know that, like, there, and, the, and the, the thing is that at that time, Tupac was, like, the biggest rapper in the world. How do you not know that shit? I don't know. I worked at a tower in um, in Campbell, California, which is right next to San Jose. And when I didn't know 
the particular musician somebody has asked about? Because I, I know a lot about music, but these people come in and ask about like world music and, and easy listening stuff. And if I didn't know, I'd just be like, hey, okay, let's go look. You know, that, that right. would be my answer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. Let's go look. And I'd take them over to the section and we'd go through it together and see if I could find the, the actual album they were looking for. Like, that guy was just being an ass. Like, like this dude didn't even like go the extra mile and say, let's go look for it and see if we find it. Let's let's see. Nothing. Like he, he just stood there like maybe like scanning. And I'm like, well, it's a good thing. It's a good thing you knew wrong. how to find it yourself with people like that. It, but that was that was a, a thing back then, though. It would be like you'd go to those those stores, and a lot of times they wouldn't want to help you, so it would just be yeah. Like, and, well, I mean, and I'm I, like, the thing was, it's a, it was a rare city to find. So I'm like, I was looking for it. We didn't have the internet like we do now, so. I would have it to like three or four stores, and everybody's like, "Yeah, no, we don't have it sold out." So I was, you know, I was like, "Let me, you know, not have to go look for it." They might know; they can just check and see, you know, they might just know out of hand. No clue. Sorry, Johnny. Go ahead. But yeah, like when I worked at Tower, you got hired because of um, your musical knowledge and that you knew about music. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, like that was part of the deal of you working at the record store that you had a working knowledge of at least you know um, a good percentage of what's out there. But like even if you didn't know, you know, like you, you shouldn't. That's just bad customer service. I do shouldn't have a job, in my opinion. Like you don't talk to people like that if you want well, to sell things. In my opinion. If his career was in the record store business, he doesn't have a job anymore. Well, I was like, the, I was like the punk dead. rock guy that worked at Tower Records. You know, like they'd come up to me, I'd have my sleeves cut off of, for, for, of a forgotten shirt, and they'd be like, "Hey, you guys got that Kenny G?" And I'm just like, "Oh, let's go look." You know what I mean? So it, it was. It, you gotta appreciate the dichotomy there. That like I, I could have been like. <laughs> Kenny G, you think I'm going to go help you look for that garbage? You know, because, you know, that's the kind of stereotypical thing people have in their heads for punk rockers. But no, I'd have been like, no, let, let, let's go and let's go see, man. All right. Yeah. And, you know, I'd go through, the, go through the easily listening with him and pick it out. And is this the one? And oh, no, I want the one with the where he does Amazing Grace. And like, okay, let's see if there's more in here. You know what I mean? That That's how you sell stuff. Exactly. As an asshat that did that. No, it, I, it, I don't really know too much about Tupac. I know I know his Machiavelli album. That's kind of the only one I can name off a of hand. You know, like all eyes on me. So like if you so if you came, yeah, that one too, I guess. Okay, so if then. you came in and asked, I would <laughs> I would have given you the the like, yeah, let's let's go let's go have a look, man. Like me I'm not against sure, the world. I don't know that one. You don't know about me, really? You know, you never heard me against the world. <laughs> I I never really was uh, never really got into him, man. He's never. Well, really... you have heard the song "Dear Mama," right? Probably. I like if it was one of his big hits, more than likely that he was huge yeah. when I was in high school. I liked I liked New York stuff, man. You know, and everybody was bumping well, you, that. I was that's like, when, the mob that's, and... no, but that's when he was a New Yorker. So he hadn't joined Death Row Records, or you know, he's still he, well, he was living in California, but he was also huge in New York at the time. In fact, when he dropped the Me Against the World album, he had just gone to prison, and the album debuted number one, and he was he's the first artist who had ever had this happen to. Well, he's in prison, and his album debuts number one on the, on the Billboard record charts. And he had the number one song in the country, which was Dear Mama. 
My bad. That made, that made me think of that retard, that um, 6'9", who just got out of jail. It got all butthurt because his record didn't hit number one, so he was, like, attacking Ariana Grande on Instagram <laughs> because her song beat his. I was just like, oh, man, don't pick on Ariana because you suck, man. Jesus, what's the matter with you? Leave her alone. Well, nobody's going to buy his records anymore. The guy's a snitch. Everybody knows that, I guess. <laughs> He got number three, you know what I mean? He didn't do bad, but, like, yeah, he went all after Ariana because she got number one and he got number three. And I'm like, leave her the fuck alone, dog. She made a song for a kid's movie. Of course it's sold through the roof. It's her. Right. right. She's, just, she's just doing her thing. I don't know why you'd pick on her. What has she got to do with any of it? <laughs> Stupid. Oh, easy. Because she's relevant, he's not, and he's, he's trying to piggyback off her success. By creating a buzz and controversy around it. That's all that yeah. is. It's that's yeah. It's just a, a strategy. Look, it worked for um, for Kanye West when he went on stage and then what's your face? Uh, he said uh, that Beyonce had a better song, right? Look at the controversy oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that popped Taylor, off with. Swift, yeah, yeah, that that well, chick. What it is, is most people admit from that story is like she just won Best New Female Artist. Taylor Swift. Yeah, Beyonce later on that night went. Went and won best video of the year, so like her video got recognized, and nobody ever like really mentions that part of like the whole controversy with Kanye's dumb drunk ass hopping up on stage with the. I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> Just reminded me so much of Daryl. It sounds like something he would tell us. I'm really happy, for you, Jack. I'm gonna let you finish. I'll be out with you, but yeah. She had the best song and video of the year. Yeah. That's your boy, there, Zodrider. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Trump 2020. I love Kanye. He's my boy now, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's a true red Trumper. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> I wish he'd dye his hair again. He looked really funny when he had the Simon Phoenix hair. I like. I thought he was going to try to fight Sylvester Stallone in public when he had the blonde hair. Dude, he, should, he totally should do that. In fact, well, he, he should he play. Did, he beat his hair for a while. And he, like, all I kept thinking is like, "Ooh, it's Simon Phoenix. He's gonna try to beat up. So he's gonna try to find Charles <laughs> Park." <laughs> like he, he should play uh, the son of uh, Phoenix in uh, the, the sequel to uh, Demolition Man. Son wow. of Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Rising from the ashes. Yeah, he'd do yeah. it. He'd crazy. Well, of course he would. That, that means an acting performance uh, chance. You know he'll do it. I mean, uh, what else he has? Uh, Life of the Kardashians? And a gospel album he put out, which went number one and sold all kind of crazy numbers. The one that he put out for his kid? Yeah, that, that thing sold through the roof. Like, he, it debuted on... weird guy. That's all yeah, I gotta say. The, yeah. it, it's crazy, though. Every one of his records has debuted number one. I don't get it. Everyone, yeah. from the very first yeah, record yeah. he put out to everything. Yeah, it's, it's the longest string of number one records, I think, probably in history. No, Drake's got him beat. Drake's got more number ones than um, the Beatles. He's almost as, he's almost catching up with Elvis. So I, I think Drake's got, which baffles my mind, too. It's not like I'm proud of that. I hate Drake as well. Um, but, like, yeah, no, I think Drake's got him beat because, like, I was just, yeah, he's got I more. I can't name a single Beatles. song that Drake ever, like, recorded. Like, I, I don't listen to his music, so I can't name one song he's ever done. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the yeah. bottom, now my whole crew's here. I know that not one. Interested. And I know no. YOLO, YOLO. And then nope, he did one called God's Plan, but I've never heard it. But I nope, know he did not, one called God's Plan. 
No, no clue. Don't want to even hear it. I just don't like he, the guy. And then he did one called Hotline Bing, but I never heard the song. I just remember the video with him dancing all funny and all the memes that came out of it, like him throwing pepperoni on the ground and shit. It's See, that I've seen. A bunch of the memes. <laughs> I, it's but, not like yeah. it's not like I'm celebrating, and it's not like I like Drake. You know what I mean? You know I listen to like Aesop Rock and stuff like that. But yeah, no. As far as I know, I think he's um, he's got the most number ones out of anybody relevant and um, nowadays. Like I said, he's got more than the Beatles now, and he's almost catching up with Elvis, from what I hear. Oh, that that'd be terrible. Can't yeah, no, I, I hear you. Oh, can you imagine what that'll do to his ego? I mean, this this dude's gonna think he's like bigger than Elvis. I don't know. There's no way he could be crazier than Kanye. I mean, like, he hasn't shown it yet. He's seems to be kind of, I don't know, smarter than his stupidity. He never gets caught up in um, scandals. You know, I never really hear about him, you know, being in places that get shot up and stuff like that. So he's at least got his head wired a little straight for a guy in the type of business he works in. But then again, I, I do hear guess. him make it suck, so. uh, Yeah, he has this one, like, he has this thing about his face that just makes me want to punch him, like, really hard. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's like he he reminds me of that kid that always had to have something better than you. You know, you just like oh, I hate you. Yeah, like <laughs> I, don't, I don't wish like I don't wish death or harm on anybody, but he gets very close. Oh no, I got way <laughs> like dude, like six nine is way above him when it comes to stuff like that. Like I, I oh I, yeah, I think that, that guy survived prison. To tell you the truth, like that's such a mean thing to say, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Arrowverse is going out of business. Uh, let's see. The Flash sucks. Uh, Black Lightning. Anybody have anything on Black Lightning? No? Uh, it was good when I finished season two. I need to catch back up, but that show was still pretty solid at the end of the second season, so I'm hoping it's still watchable, because it was probably the best CW show they ever had. It was even better than The Flash was when it started. Yeah, Flash has been letting me down, man. I don't know. The, uh, the last he, ain't, he ain't been rolling up yeah. the hoodie mac. That's why. No, that's a, that might be the problem. I think he's hitting the wrong kind of hoodie mac. Yeah, the, the go ninja, go ninja, go hoodie mac is what he needs to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think a return to go ninja go would probably be a smart thing to do at this point. I, what do you I think that would revive his career? <laughs> to revive who? The flashes. I think uh, no, 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 Vanilla Ice. Oh. If he did a, another, if he did like a, another Ninja Turtle song, that would revive Vanilla Ice's career. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would. I would genuinely be excited if, like, I didn't know it was coming, and I was sitting in the theater watching the new Ninja Turtles movie, and yeah, he pops up and starts rapping again. That would be a nice, neat little wink and nod treat. You know what I mean? Especially if he had a new material for it, because that would be. Pretty cool. Yeah, that would person, be pretty cool. You, you guys are the only people in the world who are ever going to say that. would be pretty cool. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Even with the lines somewhere in Miami Beach saying, that's not a good idea, guys, no. Oh, he'll, he'd do it, though. Like, we talked about that crack macaroni and cheese commercial he did where he's dancing with the lady in the supermarket singing the song. I mean, he'd do it. Whether oh, he yeah. thought it was a good idea or not. And he'd sell the hell out of it because, like... Of course. What else has he got? Poor bastard. I mean, he just got to get the time off from his actual day job at the macaroni and cheese grill. You know, it's... That's the first thing he's got to do. 
But Zod, have you seen this <laughs> anime movie Pro Mare yet, man? I got it. No, it is, no, I haven't seen it yet. It is insanely wonderful. I think I think you'll like it, man. Since you like stuff like Dead Leaves and Redline, like I do, it's it's that same kind of visual insanity. But this one's got a touch of like Pat Labor and a little bit of Dominion Tank Police mixed in with it. It it it's super groovy. I think you'll dig it. The animation is just insane in it, though, man. It's just one that you put on and watch and just watch it go. It's fucking nuts. Cool, I'll have to check it out. Promare? Promare, yeah. Man. It's the the Hootie Mac. (laughs) It's the Hootie Mac of Premiere. I'm still thinking about this damn Jar Jar Binks, uh, you know, a TV show. Yeah, It's not Jar Jar Binks, but just the thought of Ahmed Best in Star Wars again. Shivers down the spine, bro. Does not sound good, dude. A damn Star Wars game show? Like, come on, man. Oh, well, could be worse. I mean, like, Disney, like, it's like the same thing with Solo. This is what you do when you run out of ideas, not when you're, like, launching a new universe. Isn't there a campaign for Solo 2? Aren't there people trying to get Solo 2? Yeah, there's there's two really weird people that actually like the movie, and okay. they try to campaign, and the rest of the fandom were like, you guys go to the back of the bus and shut the hell up. No. <laughs> it's it's a bad idea. Slap on the wrist. Get the hell out of here. I think they should release the Lord and Miller <laughs> No, what, what I think they're going to oh, end up doing, what I think they're going to end up doing is, um, they're gonna probably do a spin-off series called The Crime Syndicate, a Star Wars story. And that'll continue the storyline of Darth Maul, the chick who was in Solo, I forget her name because it's a forgettable movie. Uh, but the girl who played the love interest for Solo, where her character comes back and they show the underground crime syndicate storyline, but without Han Solo ever showing back up again. And that would make sense because even in the movie, A New Hope, he says, I've been to one side of the galaxy to another and I've never seen anything like, you know, the the Force, right? If he meets Darth uh, Maul or Maul or whatever they call him in this, uh, he would know that the Force is real. So that will completely screw up the, the original series. But then again, when has Disney not already, you know, like, say, yeah, fuck the old. We're doing our own thing. Yeah, well, I mean, you saw the controversy that's going on with these Empire Strikes, little Empire Strikes Back cartoons that Disney's been releasing where they're basically retconning stuff and, and, and taking out characters and giving Leia parts that she didn't have in the Empire Strikes Back to try and uh, rewrite history. It's a big, huge controversy, man. I mean, they're dismantling Star Wars piece by piece. That's what they're doing. And that's why fans are, like, upset. And that's why the, the Mandalorian has become such a, a loved entity because at least it feels like Star Wars. It looks like Star Wars. And it's even going to have some of the same continuity that deals with After Return of the Jedi, with Boba Fett. They, they, from what I heard rumored, they're not going to fully explain how he survived the fall of the Sarlacc Pit, but it will be referenced as he survived the Sarlacc Pit. And it's really the same Boba Fett. It's not just a guy who has a suit on that looks like Boba Fett's. No, it really is the same character, Boba Fett. Uh, the fact they got uh, Tamara's uh, Morrison to come back, uh, Tamara, I mean, that, that's huge. He was uh, played Django Fett in the prequels. 
and he's around the right age, you know, if you age him, you know, 50 years, according to what they live, uh, you know, the, the clones, remember, Boba Fett was aged differently, as the other clones, the other clones were aged to, like, die younger, well, he was made to, like, last longer than the other clones, because he was Jango Fett's son, right, so it makes sense that the age-wise, you know, it's more or less what he's going to look like, just on the genetically, the way they did it. So it fits to the prequels, the originals. And, uh, you know, I really do hope that Disney, like, learns a lesson, but it, it doesn't really seem like they do. Even though, I'll tell you this much, the fact that they are not continuing the other cartoon Resistance because of the backlash on that, after two seasons, I think, only that they had, that kind of tells you that maybe they're starting to listen, even though I like the series, I thought it was really good for kids. And, and, you know, Star Wars is universal. Kids love it. Older people love it. I think there's a place for everything when it comes to Star Wars. I thought Resistance rocked, man. What, what, what I loved it, yeah. Show? But you, you had, like, the geeks and gamers and uh, the these, you know, these other toxic nerds who are like, oh, you know, everything they do is terrible. Too much, you know, woke shit. And Resistance had none of that. It was just a goofy cartoon for kids, which it was actually pretty damn well done. I liked it a lot. I thought it was... Yeah, I thought uh, it was you know, badass. I, yeah. I really enjoyed that show. Um, like I said, it reminded me of one of my favorite anime, um, Last Exile, just set in the Star Wars universe, which I yeah. thought was a cool idea for them like to, to take and use. Like having the pirate ship, basically, that can go anywhere but stays sol- um, in a place... Like it, it was neat. I, I, that sucks. I mean, yeah. I still need to watch the second season. I've only seen the first season of it, but I really liked that show. I thought it was. And the second season was great. I mean, I, I binged through that like twice. I, I really, really enjoyed the second season. So when I heard that they were not going to do any more, I was, I was disappointed because I, I originally I thought it was going to suck when everybody else was bashing. Then I saw it. I was like. Why are you guys bashing this? This is, like, really good. Plus, Dave Filoni was the creator of this thing. He's universally loved. So I didn't understand. Yeah, and that's why he, and then then Dave Filoni got trashed for that. I mean, and I'm like, after watching Clone Wars, how could you, how could you bash Dave Filoni for anything? I don't care what he does at this point. It's like, my God, this guy, I mean, Clone Wars, okay. Yeah. I don't you know, know that's that's the problem. Did with he Star also Wars do Fandom, Rebels? Because Rebels was lit as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. yeah. He was, yeah. That was Filoni, man. So I don't. You, know. you you add Filoni and John Favreau to anything together, or even them separate, it's gonna be good. I mean, they've already proven that they get Star Wars. They know, like, you know, the the, the not only what the fans want to see, but what Lucas's vision was, and especially Dave Filoni. Remember, he was Lucas's. Like, literally, like, his uh, pattern one, when Lucas was going through the prequels and the re-edits and everything, like, he was there, and Lucas, you know, pretty much took him under his wing and said, this is how we do things, and he was kind of like, you know, learning from the the guy who created the thing. I mean, if, he, if nobody gets it more than he, I, I mean, please find somebody who gets it more than he does, because he, I mean, he totally gets it. Plus, he's one of us, he's a fan, lifelong fan, so... He's the perfect guy to, like, you know, get behind and, and support. I never understood the the toxic, fag, like, the backlash towards Resistance. It made no sense because they didn't like the initial animation. They never gave it a chance. It was a very good series. 
I like the animation style. It looked like the Netflix's Voltron show, which I'm big yeah. fan of as well. So it didn't hurt my feelings that it was somewhat anime looking, but two D three D at the um, two dimensional three D art. It's where yeah. animation's going, get get over it. You know what I mean? That's what shit's gonna look like now. Yeah, no, least... today today it's just keep bitching about everything. Just bitch. It's okay. That's all. That's all they do. It's like complain, complain, complain. And then when they're wrong, nobody steps up and says, "You know what? We're gonna right, be crow." Right. Like everybody, you know? like everybody was wrong about the about the whole Snyder, all the Snyder cut shit. Okay, you were wrong. So instead of admitting you're wrong, you're gonna twist it and make it seem like everybody who asked for it is toxic. Okay. No, what I love is some of these dickheads who like they started deleting videos and shit. Like you know, and I'm talking about like some big names that people would know, where they were like. Talking shit about you know the Snyder Cut, I'm like, well, you were just talking shit about this the other day. Eat crow, man, just man up. You you know if you're if you're such a badass you know blogger on YouTube or whatever, just step up to yeah, it. And it's play amazing, just admit though, it. It's amazing, like the big you know like all the big outlets and stuff, and you see that, and you're seeing we're seeing that with Star Wars too. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I don't get it, man. That's why I'm actually uh, proud of me and Alex for stepping up on that. Because you know, it, you don't, you just, it's it's ridiculous to see some of the big big names out there who are completely like now they've gone like the other way around on it. I'm not going to admit sudden, that I was. You know? I'm not going to admit that I was wrong because a while back I told Zod that I believed that it exists, and I I even tweeted to release it for his sake. I'm just going to still stand by my normal standby when it comes to it. And it, I'm I'm basically indifferent because I'd never really liked Man of Steel or BBS. So the fact that it really is coming out, it, it doesn't really, you know, like I'll check it out. Definitely see if it's. Well, and come on again. You were a fan of you were a fan of Suicide Squad. So see, there's something. I love, I love, so if I we love get, Suicide Squad. We get I'm a, Suicide Squad, it's going to be good, you know. And and I'm a Zack Snyder fan, and I really want to see him move forward with his career. And I think that if he finally gets over this hump, he finally will get back to making his films. And I, I really hope that that happens soon, because I'm really excited for um, Land of the Dead. Like, I really want to see that. Way more than I want to see another Superman movie, to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? Personally, that, that just is where my mind's at. I want to see Zack do zombies again, because he, he, his... Dawn of the Dead is probably one of the last really good zombie movies before like they got watered down and turned to shit. So I'm really hoping he can maybe bring zombies. Right? Back wasn't that, wasn't that, that wasn't his Dawn of the Dead like the last movie that like the last like remake that like Romero praised? Pretty sure, yeah. I, mean, I think, it's I think the that only... was like the last one. I think that was like and yeah, because he hated because remember I remember he hated The Walking Dead. They asked him dozens of times to come on and do an episode, and he always. He always declined. He was like, no, no. Yeah, he really liked Tom Savini's remake of um, Night of the Living Dead, and then he liked um, – oh, he also liked the remake of um, The Crazies. So I guess those two were kind of – because those came out around the same time, so I think he liked both of those. But after that, I, yeah, I think he kind of fell off. I think everybody like, – even the guy that invented him, George Romero, I think even he got tired of zombies. You know, like it's just it's so overdone. But it, it's kind of calmed down, and I think – Now's a good time for somebody like Zach, who did it really good right before it hit its breaking point, to maybe bring it back to being something cool oh, again. Yeah. You know well, I mean? that's what they're saying. They're saying the one that we're going to get from Netflix, it's going to be bonkers. So we'll see what happens. It'd be really nice if he worked with James Gunn again, because like 
him working off a of James Gunn script for Dawn of the Dead, it just was such a good movie. I mean, I love Romero's original, but and I hate to say this, but I actually like the remake better. It's more of an entertaining now, film. Now, did you see? Now, did you see the? Did you see both cuts of it? Did you see? Oh, the of course. Yeah. I, I only. I can only watch the director's yeah, cut. Yeah, the now. director's cut is the director's cut is fantastic. So I, that's why I say. I mean. <laughs> Like like a lot of his films, like after the director's like Watchmen, I can't watch the theatrical one. I I like to try to watch the um the absolute cut, but it's too long to watch well, every time. The so I usually just watch they did the absolute cut. Was they added the Black Freighter in there? So it's like why it's like it's it's essentially like reading the comic book because you get the you get the whole story and then you get the Black Freighter well, cartoon thrown in there too. And they also filmed all the stuff about the new stand around it. So there's a there's quite a bit of extra stuff that's put into the absolute cut that's not in the actual the regular director's cut. Yeah, it, yeah, there's a lot, a lot. Yes. So I usually just watch the director's cut, which is a, a fantastic cut of the film. It's way more flushed out than the original, and I actually liked the original theatrical cut when I went and saw it the first couple times in the theaters. That's still probably one of the best opening sequences to a film ever. I love. That opening to Watchmen, that's things just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing it. I remember seeing. I saw it in theaters three times. So, yeah. Well, Watchmen. Yeah, I yeah. Even saw it a bunch of times too. I saw it once in theaters, and I saw the uh, the director's cut of Watchmen. That's about it. You've never really been a big fan of the comic and stuff, so I, I can get no. that. No, but... yeah, no, it wasn't one of the ones I read much as a kid. Just uh, not my thing. Oh yeah, that, that's the thing. Older. It's not a comic for kids. You should it's you should definitely probably read that when you're about thirteen or fourteen. That's when it'll really hit you good. That's what that's yeah. the age that it's it's kind of made for. Well, that and above. It's such a good book. Um, yeah, but so so is Doom Patrol, and I read that as a kid. And I mean, that yeah, was always, but Doom, you know. Doom Patrol's like a way different animal. Doom Patrol's a weird psychedelic adventure team book. Watchmen is a deconstruction it's 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 its own self-contained story about comic books and hero culture it, it's you can't compare the two it's no but rapes. but doom patrol was still kind of like for a kid it was you know it was a bit much to read and i still got like i remember like as a little kid I, that's one of the first comics i picked up and i was like this is cool well everybody else was like it's a superman and shit i was like oh doom patrol's the shit like yeah I'm gonna keep messing on superman i'm gonna keep reading yeah. doom patrol I have to admit, I never read it until Grant's run, but yeah, that's that's what really solidified me. And that's why when you kept when I met you and you kept telling me that what, X-Men was a ripoff of Doom Patrol, I'm like... Yeah. What? How? Because like, uh, I, I knew Grant <laughs> Morrison's run. I never read the Silver Age yet. Where I saw... Because like, the, the Chief was never really in the Alan Moore books, you know what I mean? Correct. He only popped yeah. up every now... I mean, the Grant Morrison books. So I, he, they weren't really led by a dude in a wheelchair and stuff, so like... But even even with the Silver Age stuff, I'd say that they're kind of more like a spoofy version of Fantastic Four than Watchmen. But yeah, well, that that was the initial concept. They they wanted to do something kind of like goofier than Fantastic Four because that was the flagship for for Marvel. So um, they were like, okay, what do we do that it's similar but different? And then they did Doom Patrol, and then Marvel's like, all right, we're doing X Men. And they're like, damn it! They, that's the thing. They remember they kept trying to top each other. So every time you get like one that worked, the other one copied and kind of gave you something similar. That's kind of like the way to uh, work for, for those two. The best, the best X Men ever got 
never got as good as Morrison's run of Doom Patrol. Not oh, even not when even X close. Grant Morrison himself wrote X Men. Like yeah. that is that is by far the greatest superhero team book ever written. The Morrison run of Doom Patrol. That is just bonkers, insane, surreal, psychedelic, mind fuckery at its. So how do you think I that? Uh, how do you think that the show Doom Patrol compares to it? Um, it 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 knows its it knows its place and it balances that run with the Silver Age perfectly. Yeah. So that way it doesn't have to evolve completely into being um really weird and freaky. Even though it does tip its toes into that, it also plays a lot with the Silver Age stuff, which really yeah. kind of brings it back to being classic superhero um fair. But which I think best... is very smart of the right to do. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not an exact adaptation, so they really are, you know, picking the best parts and just putting together, like, you know, the, the storyline the best way they could, where it makes sense, and it really does incorporate, you know, both eras. I mean, you're, you're hitting right in the head, Johnny. Plus, man, getting Alan Tudyak to play Mr. Nobody, I what a oh. just a brilliant move, man! Just what a brilliant move! And then Brendan Fraser's robot yeah. man. I mean, the whole cast. I love the lady that plays Rita. She's hilarious. Um, yep. Uh, the chick that plays Crazy Jane, hot, badass. Um, yep. Uh, what I like Negative Man a lot. He's pretty cool. Probably one of my favorite LGBT characters um, on in superherodom right there. And yep. yeah, just it's just a ball. Plus. Um, Timothy Dalton as the chief, like he nailed it. I I really like that he's kind of hit that Patrick Stewart level in his life where he doesn't care anymore and he's just doing weird roles <laughs> like Hot Fuzz and Doom Patrol and shit where he doesn't have any more fucks to give and he's just having fun with stuff. And I'm like, good for you, Timothy Dalton. It's kind of boring seeing you be all stuffy all the time, so good. It, seriously, and, it's just and one, funny because I always thought he looked like a young Patrick Stewart, anyway. So he, that, and I mean, he's been a, a very good actor his whole career. It's not like he learned how to act. I mean, they were talking about like a guy who played Bond for you know a couple movies in the eighties. So I mean, he's been a, a guy who's been around for a long time. But you're right; for a while, it looked like he just wasn't having like fun with like his career, and you can reflect that on the actors. But you know, on his performances, I guess in the nineties uh, or whatnot. But one thing though I would, that I really loved is that Doom Patrol has brought Brendan Fraser back as a, as somebody relevant again, and uh, he's showing like you know he has it's still like comedy chops to do comedy and uh, to do you know a character like this where you don't really see him because he's always Mister Mister Robot you know like you really don't you don't see who he is, but the fact that uh, that he is now being talked about again. That's awesome because I love Brendan Fraser. I think he's a good actor. I've never yeah. like had since an issue Encino with him. Man, so. I've been a fan of his since Encino yeah, Man. man. Like, like so, we yeah. talked about this on the show before, and uh, like I always hated what happened with uh, Brendan Fraser for like the last ten, fifteen years. The guy had a goofy clap. Get over it, people. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah, good like actor. that is the stupidest reason I've ever heard somebody's career fluttering because he got. Goofy had clapped funny at the Golden Globes. It's like, what are you doing watching the Golden Globes anyways, man? Like, I'm just trying to catch Brendan Fraser doing something stupid. Like, what's the matter with you people? Like, and I don't get it. Like, I, I act that weird, too, sometimes. Maybe he was a little lit. Who knows? But, yeah, he chuckled <laughs> and missed his clap. And it's a funny gif. But, I mean, aside from that, I don't understand. Like, oh, it's just 
it's one of those things I will never understand because the man's never had controversy. You know what I mean? No. Like, I've never heard anybody say a mean thing about him. No, not at all. And he's starting to do, uh, you know, films now too. He has the Secret of Karma and uh, Behind the Curtain of Night, which are in post. Uh, so that's coming up in, the, in actually, I think later on this year, maybe next year. So he's starting to do movies again, which is really good, man. Because for, like I said, for a while there was nothing really new coming out, and he, everything that he was doing was just like indie. Boom! Nobody saw it, you know. Like the, the, the guy was. At one point, an A-list uh, movie star, action hero. So, I'm just happy that he's you know back mainstream and people are looking at him as what he was at one point. So, that's always good, man. Well, and it's also really great because he was kind of so straight laced in a lot of his career, yeah. and then a lot of the stuff that you see him in human form do as Cliff Steele in the Doom Patrol show, as like the crazy redneck uh, doing coke and hookers and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of funny to see Brendan Fraser doing that stuff now that he's old. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Remember, he also played Sergeant Stone in the GI Joe Rise of Cobra. And oh yeah, they, yeah. They do uh, maybe another one. Hey, bring him back for that. I'd love to see him in something. And as long as it's good, because the last, uh, the first two GI Joe movies weren't that good. But uh, I liked the second one. I thought the second one was actually pretty good. The first one, yeah, was terrible though. Yeah, which is funny because I don't like the Rock, and that's actually one of the few Rock movies I liked was the second GI Joe. I know, yeah, which uh, it was weird, right? Which uh, again is also funny because the Rock, Brendan Fraser, the Mummy, you know, the the Scorpion King. Oh, that's uh, right. That's, yeah, the Scorpion King. Remember when they did that movie? Um, that actually was the reason why they didn't do the uh, the the uh, was it the fourth Mummy movie or the third? third. Right? Yeah, that's why that one didn't come out right away because they were like, "Oh, we're gonna do the Scorpion King first. and they were like, uh, "Well, we should take advantage of being right now like a really hot property with uh, the the Mummy movies." And they, they couldn't get the actress to come back and. It, it, that Scorpion King movie really fucked up the Mummy series completely. And it was such a bad movie too. Like I feel exactly. bad. For and, they, and, bad didn't they make, and didn't they make like between five and seven Scorpion King movies though? That yeah, that went off to be its own low budget franchise that's continued yeah. to this day. I think that he like has never shown back up in. No, it's always like a different guy playing the Scorpion King in a different yeah. time span or some crap. Yeah, it's stupid yeah, like big. the young. Yeah, I went into, like, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles where you just kind of, like, see Scorpion King in different eras of his life. And, yeah, he's like it seems like they always get an MMA guy in. And I remember Randy Couture was in yeah. one of them. Yeah, was like, in one of them, yeah. They, yeah, they changed the actor. Uh, and, I don't know, didn't they have John Cena play him in one, too? I thought they had somebody, some <laughs> other wrestler play him in one of them. I don't know. God, I hope not. Cena! Da, 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 da. Oh, those those phone calls are awesome. The uh, the crank calls of John Cena. <laughs> I like John Cena, man. That dude yeah. cracks me up. That dude should play He Man in a movie. Like he really like he he's that big and he looks like yeah. Put a blonde wig on. Like, he looks like He Man. Yeah, he looks like He Man in the face. They could, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That, give him a bold, give him a bald haircut. He could do it. A bald haircut with a mullet because it's kind of like a mix. Yeah, and he, he has to be a... blonde. Yeah, he, it, we call that the Camaro cut, like what He-Man had. Oh, but man. That, haircut, put that on John back. Cena, that'd be the funniest shit ever made. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, he couldn't look any worse as he does if them try to pretend that he's Latino in this new Fast and Furious movie where he's got to pretend that he's Vin Diesel's long-lost little brother. I'm just like, 
Okay. Wow. I, mean, I, I love those movies. They're just so terrible but fun to watch. But like, even I'm like, really, you're gonna try to make me think that John Cena's Latina? That's 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 precious right there. Maybe John Cena was John Cena's character was adopted. <laughs> John well. Cena. No, but you know we have some Cubans that look kind of like, like John Cena, so it's believable if you can get the accent. You know, it's that's not too far fetched. I, I think if they wanted to get an old wrestler, they should have just got um, Batista. He looks like he could be Vin Diesel's brother. Like honestly, like I would believe That'll that. Work. But like John Cena, not so much. Yeah, but Batista, eh, no, well, I'm not really a big fan of his acting. He was good in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he was good in that movie that just came out not too long ago with the little girl, the spy movie. What was it called? My Spy. That was oh, cool. I didn't see that. That, that uh, yeah, movie. I liked that. I liked um, Stuber was funny, and then he was like in this kind of like diehard ripoff where he had to stop these terrorists at a soccer game, which was pretty funny. He had like this weird, weird little British Arab guy hanging out with them. What was that called? Final Score or something like that? It was like a Netflix movie too. Final Score, yeah. Another I haven't, I haven't seen that, and with that, that's the final nail in the coffin for tonight, guys. We we have to wrap on that because yeah, we got to wrap yeah. on that. Oh, <laughs> that's wow. it. That, is, that, that ended the show right there, Johnny. Good job. <laughs> final. <laughs> <laughs> with that said, gentlemen, <laughs> uh, real quick uh, before we go, uh, you guys want to plug anything you have coming up? I know that uh, we all have separate shows off the roundtable. Uh, Zod, do you have anything uh, special coming up? Uh, yeah, I got a show uh, coming up on the Zod Rider show this coming Tuesday. I'm going to have a, a popular YouTuber named Nerdy in Many Ways. He's going to be joining me for the Zod Rider show. He's a really good dude. It should be a fun show. Uh, that'll be this coming Tuesday. Sweet. And is he really nerdy in, in many ways? Uh, that's what he claims. He's a cool dude. We're gonna no, find we're out. Gonna, we're, yeah, I'm, we're gonna, gonna, I'm gonna out. call in. I'm gonna grill him. Like I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna test his nerd knowledge. I'm gonna, I'm there gonna ask go. him about anime. He says he watches Bleach and Naruto. He's off the show. <laughs> <laughs> you're not yeah. nerdy. You're an imposter. Yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't need. We don't. We don't need. Uh, we can't. We don't consider people that watch Bleach and Naruto true uh, fans of anime. That's for sure. Yeah. No kidding. Johnny, uh, well, how about yourself and the actual nerds? I got um, a new video I'm working on. It's called Black Magic Women. It's uh, going to be about comic books about women that do black magic. Really cool, really cool comics. It's going to be up on Saturday on my channel, Graphic awesome. Band. And, nice. um, yeah, we're going to always have new episodes up on um, for, uh, for nerds, of the underground, nerds from the Underground on Spotify and on iTunes and on Nerdy Legion every Thursday. But, yeah, we got a really huge cast. I'm actually really happy with all the new people that have been coming in. So show be blowing up. We've been making good content. So, yeah, I'd really like it. If some of you guys check that out, that'd be groovy. Awesome. And uh, myself, I have uh, a gentleman by the name of Mark Fiorentino who's going to join me on Sunday night on Inside the Jackal's Head. And uh, he's the author of the book Master of Reality. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. it's uh, it's super relativity, uh, unified field theory, Einstein, and that's a big ass book. And I'm going, to, I'm like halfway through. I just got it a week ago, and I've been reading a lot of it. It's uh, interesting stuff. You know me; I'm a science nerd, also. So there's going to be a, a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to be digging into uh, what the Master of Reality 
has the thing about didn't, Einstein's theory of didn't, they, didn't, uh, didn't they undisclose? And didn't they undisclose aliens? Finally, didn't they uh, reveal the, the Navy, truth? The Navy said that those tapes are real, but they don't know what yeah. they are. Correct. So basically, they kind of said yes, but no. Yes. Oh. Yeah, okay, like, well, yeah, they're uh, UFOs, but we can verify or deny whether they're aliens running them or not. They're not one of ours, do we know that much? They don't belong to any other country on this planet. Uh, we can't say what they are. So, basically, read yeah. between the lines. It's, Correct. Uh, okay, cool. It, right. it came directly from the Pentagon, and it was all because of they asked uh, Trump about these videos in 2018, I think. And uh, he said, yeah, I, still, I saw the videos, and... I was briefed on it, he said, and he said, whatever um, they said, you know, they, they took it seriously, and they really believe that this is something that we have to look into, but I, he said, I personally am not a believer in aliens, but you never know, and from what I'm hearing from my intel, yeah, these are legit videos, and uh, that kind of set up the whole thing to, like, you know, what a lot of folks are saying, well, this is self-disclosure, so that so should we're, answer that. So we're... So we're more than halfway towards full disclosure. Yeah. Correct. Well, then it's time for you to. Uh, well, it's time for you to bring back your uh, bring back your uh, your UFO show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's making a comeback in, uh, about a month or two. Me and the other guy are already cooking that up. Sweet. Okay. The other that'd guy. Be cool. Yeah, because you definitely will have to do an. Uh, we'll do an episode once full disclosure actually does come out. So. Yeah. yeah. Actual yeah. flesh and blood extraterrestrials. And they're not from China. China. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, but, this tape is tremendous. It was just a Wuhan ship. That's all it was. Yeah. Wu Tang Clan in Wuhan. But yeah, like uh, those that, are verified Navy tapes, and the Navy said that yeah, dude, like they have no idea what they are. But like, yeah, yeah they're not saying what. Yeah, so take it for what it is. But yeah, the Navy completely verified that they those tapes are true, but they didn't say what what that what they were in them. So okay. read between the lines. That's all they got to say. And I'm like, okay, that's good enough for me. I'm reading between the lines, guys. And uh, so, well, you, you know, that's uh, that's a whole another show that I'm going to be. Uh, probably uh, immersed in once more disclosure happens. But until then, guys, uh, stick around uh, with us here on the roundtable. We'll be back next week, uh, hopefully uh, with more uh, news and information that deals with the world of entertainment. And uh, we will get to uh, more fun stuff and maybe more Snyder Cut news will uh, be hitting the Internet because it seems like on a week-to-week basis now that uh, Snyder Cut you know, has been officially confirmed... We're getting more and more stuff on a weekly basis, and we have one of the uh, loud insiders right here on the show, Mr. Zod Ryder Show. With that said, gentlemen, it's been another fun week, and uh, let's uh, go out with the bang. What do you think? Pow, pow. Pow, pow. There we go. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. <laughs> Roll up the hoodie Mac. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, welcome to the show. Yeah, goodbye, everybody.